Love Talk Radio. Granny Hawkster and Big Swim. Hey everybody, it is Monday again. That means it's time for the number one wrestling show in a good portion of the world, actually, uh, as Icon was so proud to tell us. Number one in, in what, Australia and in South Africa? I mean, that's pretty crazy. Well, yeah, we're actually number one in... uh... Uh, Pretoria, South Africa, Cape Town, Cape Town, South Africa, uh, Johannesburg, uh, Johannesburg, South Africa. Uh, we're number one in Fleet, UK. Uh, we're number one in uh, Durban, South Africa. We're number one in Ho Chi Minh City, Vietnam. We're number one in Dhaka, Dhaka Division, Bangladesh. Uh, and uh, we're also number one in Oshawa, Ontario, Canada. And uh, we also want to thank our good listeners in uh, New York, uh, our good listeners in Fargo, North Dakota, and our yes. our number one listener in uh, uh, Arkansas. So yep. we want to uh, thank all you for joining us. I also noticed you were at the Fargo Dome the other day uh, against the University of North Dakota. Um, did you guys win that game? Uh, yeah, with uh, with uh, without issue, so that was kind of fun. So uh, now, and, uh, uh, now I kind of explain to me here, and I'm sorry to cut you off, but explain to me here um, the dynamic of you know living out there and being a sports fan out there uh, when it, on your hatred scale um, for for teams, because I know you know for those of you out there who don't know the icon, he he doesn't just have rivalries; he has like psychotic hatred for teams and for players. Uh, where does the University of North Dakota rank in that in that segment there, in that section? In my hatred, uh, I'd say that, uh, well, my hatred for UND is not as heavy as it is for, say, someone like South Dakota State or uh, Oral Roberts or... Um, 
Uh, I mean, I, I, I have, I have, uh, I have hatred for uh, UND, but it's not as heavy as say someone like South Dakota State or Oral Roberts or uh, uh, the New Orleans Saints, for instance. Uh, and Drew Brees, who just retired. Yeah, and uh, us Viking fans aren't going to miss. Well, we're going to miss beating them in the playoffs, but uh, other than that, we're not going to miss them. And uh, I can now say uh, wholeheartedly that I don't like Philadelphia Eagles anymore. I'm more of a because of the Carson um, Wentz, yes. Right, I'm more of a uh, Indianapolis Colts fan uh, than I am. I will give you this: I am super glad, super glad that Carson Wentz is out of our division. I know everybody bitches about Carson Wentz. Everybody says he's not, you know, great, that he that he led the league in interceptions, that he's fallen off, that he's, you know, all this. But Carson Wentz, I, if you guys don't remember, yes, Nick Foles won the Super Bowl, but that's because Carson Wentz had a torn ACL and couldn't play. Carson Wentz got them there. That That Eagles team was dangerous with Carson Wentz at quarterback. They just had issues with offensive line. They had issues with a deteriorating defense. Carson Wentz had to do too much. There was too much put on him, and, you know, he's he's too much for one guy to do. So, you know, but, but yes, I'm so glad to have him out of, out of my division now. Right. And, uh, you know, it, it is, you know, it is what it is. And, uh, you know, I, uh, you know, I want to give a, uh, you know, you got to give credit where credit is due. I mean, South Dakota State, or South Dakota State, uh, the Eagles did not deserve a quarterback like Carson Wentz because of the way he was treated. Not yet, almost. Um, now, another yeah. thing is, where, where where do you guys think, I, again, I don't really know what the sports media and all that stuff looks like or sounds like out there in Fargo, but where are people saying that they think that uh, your buddy there, um, the quarterback, is going to fall? Uh, oh, Trey why, why am I Why am I blanking on the thing? Yes, Lance. Trey Lance. Um, uh, well, to me, uh, Trey Lance is is a top ten quarterback. Uh, I like to say that he's a top five because I. Uh, but everybody will say I'm biased. But uh, I'm going to say he's a, he's a top ten quarterback. Um, okay. Now, I mean, you've seen him play more so than you know I have seen him or somebody you know around here has seen him. I mean, you've seen him firsthand, so you would probably know that better. Right. I, I uh well let's uh, uh so I don't sound like a Homer uh fan, which I am and everybody knows that I uh I do bleed green and gold. Uh you know, uh you, you prick my finger it's gonna be green and gold blood, but uh I'm gonna say a top ten quarterback. Um he he is uh he was well received in the pro day. Uh I also want to um uh, give a shout out to uh, Trey Lance, no matter where he lands, uh, whichever team he goes, they will strike gold. Uh, I just hope that their fans will treat him better than uh, the Carson uh, Wentz uh, uh, fans of Philadelphia treated him. You know, I mean, yes, there was issues there, but you cannot deny the fact that. Carson Wentz did get South. Uh, God, why do I keep talking about South Dakota State? We got to play him in two weeks. But ah, there we go. There, there is there is no denying the fact that 
Carson Wentz did get Philadelphia to their first Super Bowl. Uh, he got him there, and Nick Foles uh, rode on his sh- uh, shirt tails. There's no oh, denying yeah, sure. that. Can't for sure deny that. You know. So uh, one other thing, Icon, because I know we want to jump into this um, fast lane last night. I was excited for Alexa Bliss versus Randy Orton. Obviously, that didn't happen. As you know, WWE has a strong stance against intergender matches. Uh, but obviously, we saw the return of the Fiend. Uh, other than that, the pay-per-view, there wasn't really much to see. Um, but uh, let, let's jump right into this because I got I to gotta run to the other studio for a second. Uh, who do we got coming on the show tonight? I know it's another big show. It's always a big show with us. And All right. who do we got um, coming on and, uh, and and who do we got next week? And kind of give us, give us a preview. And then I, I also got to get your take on uh, Edge versus uh, Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. I got to get your take on that. Uh, tonight, uh, we have a big show like, uh, like always. We have AJ uh, Gazana, uh, one half of uh, uh, the tag team extraordinaires. We'll talk to him about that. Uh, we're going to have the return of uh, Deborah Richards. Uh, she is a, one of the world's most independent directors. Uh, she's got a film uh, out there that she's going to talk to us about. And we have uh, Joyce uh, Paulson. Uh, she is a, um, <coughs> let's just say she's a wrestling historian. Uh, and um, uh, she has a, a wrestling memorabilia collection that I'm actually jealous of. Uh, you know, I'm a big sports memorabilia collector, but she has a, coll- she has a collection like, like no other. She's going to talk about this. And, of course, we're going to have a big show next week, and we're not going to talk about that uh, because you'll have to go to our, our Facebook page, Off the Ropes, to find out who's going to be on next week. That'll be dropping on Friday night, uh, you know, and uh, we'll be talking about that more so next week. Uh, and everybody will ask why. Uh, I won't tell you uh, what's coming on next week. Because, one, I want you to uh, find out uh, through the grapevine who's going to be on. You have to go to our Facebook page to find that out. And uh, I actually, it's actually something I learned from Eric Bischoff. Um, you know, Eric Bischoff has said that, you know, if you, if you talk about uh, what's going to happen on your show next week, why would people tune in? Because they already know. Uh, and they may love it and they'll turn in or they may know in advance and not tune in at all. So there you go. Uh, thank you, Eric Bischoff, for teaching me that. Uh, of course, there's a lot of stuff I learned from Eric Bischoff uh, that uh, helped propel our show to what it is. So we'll go we'll go with that. So uh, anyway, with that all being said, uh, we got a big show coming up. Um, and our first guest will be showing, uh, uh, calling in the next uh, four minutes. Uh, but uh, the other thing that we want to mention real quick here, uh, Granny's uh, three-year anniversary with the show is coming up April 9th is when she first joined us for the first time. And uh, can you believe Granny's been three years since she's been with us? Wow. I knew it had been a long time, but I, I honestly – I've had so much going on in the past three years. I couldn't remember what the, you know, the exact date when I first, you know, when I first joined, you know, and. Yeah, I, uh, you know, and I will admit that, uh, you know, you actually started out kind of like I did as a fan calling in and, 
you've added so much so much dynamic to the show, and I'm not just saying that because it's you, but you have added uh, a lot of dynamic to the show, and uh, we appreciate your contributions every week. And I know that I couldn't do this without you because a lot of times big swingers always do double duty, and uh, people would get bored with me, uh, just my two cents interviewing the guests. So, uh, yeah. So um, there's so many things that you help add to the show, and uh, we're glad that you're part of us. You know, well, I and, appreciate uh, that very much. So, you know, and uh, uh, you've actually uh, warmed the hearts of many of our fans. Uh, I just wish we could get more uh, fans in Arkansas than the <laughs> than the one that we have tuning in. Um, and uh, someday, someday, yeah, someday. And uh, of course, you have. Uh, one big fan here in uh, in Fargo. His name is Little Homer, and uh, yes, my sweet Homer boy. Granny loves you, and, Homer. Uh, and uh, he knows that uh, he appreciated your birthday wishes. Uh, you know, I cannot believe uh, that uh, I've had him uh, as long as I've had. Uh, compared to when I first brought him home, he was just a small little guy, and. Uh, you know, he's warmed my heart ever since. You know, and uh, not not to uh, not to bring the show down at all, but uh, it has been uh, ten years uh, since I lost my first puppy dog I ever had. Uh, Mario uh, left us, um, uh, passed away uh, due to his complications with. Uh, um, uh, what did he have again? It's it's just so sad that I, I forget uh, what he had. Uh, he had leukemia, actually. And, uh, well, cancer I, sucks. I, Any way yeah. you look at it, cancer sucks. Whether it's in a human, a child, a pet, it all sucks. I mean, it and, all sucks. Well, I, and I'll admit, I was dumbfounded when I found out that he uh, had leukemia. It's like... To be honest, uh, I didn't think that dogs should get that, uh, you know. <laughs> just like people. I, yeah, you know, and uh, it's uh, it's it's it doesn't make it any easier when they pass, and uh, you know, it was. Well, they're part of your fa- they're 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 part of your family. I mean, Anthony's had Mysterio since 2011, and he'll be 10 in October. And, you know, God forbid if something ever happens to that sweet little baby, my son's going to be absolutely lost without him. So, but, you know, I I wanted to bring up something really quick, Icon. You know, you were talking about, um, you you know, I help with wrestling for a cause, you know. And um, we were supposed to do a two-day event in Wagner, Oklahoma, April 16th and 17th for a 10-year-old little girl who has leukemia. And um, the city of Wagner and the Chamber of Commerce, um, I guess they're the ones that rent out the building now. Now, this organization, as you know, is a nonprofit organization. They have done many wrestling shows in that building for other families, other kids fighting childhood cancer. They wanted to charge this organization that I is very near and dear to my heart that I help with 
so much. They wanted to charge them $50 an hour to rent that building for a two-day event. And I talked to somebody in the city of Wagner the other day. I said, you when I and I and I told Tim over the weekend. I said, I'm going to call the Chamber of Commerce. He says, I hope you do, Granny. And he says, I don't care if you give him your name or not, because he says when I talked to him, they made me mad and they hung up on me. You know, because I mean, when they when you're going to charge them five hundred dollars for a two day event, that five hundred dollars that WFC would be raising could go towards to help that little girl and her family. And the thing that hurts even more is her mother is Tim's wife's first cousin. So this is family anyways. This is family. And, you know, and whenever you, whenever we do a show for a child and their family, they are always from now until for the rest ever, they're always part of the WFC family. But I am going to call the Chamber of Commerce office tomorrow, and I'm going to tell them how sad I think that is that they have to think they have to charge them $500, you know, $50 an hour for an organization when this family lives in Wagner. And they're being forced to have to have to do, do the show um, in Owasso, Oklahoma, because... Wagner, because the Chamber of Commerce wants to charge them fifty dollars an hour, and I think that's very sad. Yeah, it's it is it is ridiculous, and uh, you know, um, and if we had to uh, if we had to rank the building, I think we'd uh, give them one of these. <laughs> so that's well, what you know, I mean, and you. and this organization has raised. Thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars over the last for for these families, you know, and it's just I think it's just very sad, you know. And I, I I'm going to ask them. I'm going to say, why are you doing this? I mean, why do you think you? Ha- I mean, I can understand. I mean, like Tim said, he said I don't have a problem paying two hundred and fifty, three hundred dollar deposit. I don't have a problem with that. But to charge right. them five hundred dollars when that five hundred dollars could go towards helping that little Grayson and her family, you know, that's just that just really upsets me. And uh we're uh, we're still waiting for our guest here. I mean our guest did confirm, so uh um I don't know what uh the issue is, uh why they're not uh calling in, but um uh, uh, I'm waiting for him to uh, wait. I'm keeping an eye on the board. Uh, well, anyway, uh, I guess as we're waiting, uh, you know, I guess the fast lane pay per view was last night, and uh, uh, to be, you know, to be perfectly honest, um, <laughs> I um, I, I did, uh, I, I, I guess, uh, you know, this is a wrestling podcast, but. Uh, you know, I guess the thing is, uh, I really wasn't, uh, really wasn't, uh, um, you know, into it to care enough to watch it, uh, you know, uh, but I suppose we can go over um, uh, the results. I guess Roman Reigns uh, was victorious over 
Daniel Bryan, I guess. Um, Alexa Bliss uh, beat Randy Orton, so uh, uh, Big Swing was happy about that. And the Fiend, fiend, the return of the Fiend happened. I have a couple Uh, of uh, young men that come to WFC, and boy, they were all, oh, my God, the Fiend is back, he's back. And, I mean, they were just, they were, I mean, just absolutely, I guess, stunned when he came out from the bottom of the ring. You see the ring ripping. You see the sand uh, coming up through the ring. And uh, Drew McIntyre beat Sheamus. Um, Seth Rollins, uh, I guess, defeated Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, Ron Strowman uh, beat Elias. Uh uh, Big E retained his uh, um, Intercontinental Championship over Paulo Cruz. Um, <clears throat> Nia Jax uh, and Shayna uh, retained the women's tag team titles. I didn't even know there were even a women's tag team division. Uh, um, Riddle uh, defeated uh, Mustafa Ali. Um, and that's uh, that's basically the breakdown of the pay per view. Uh, so what is the next WWE pay per view? Uh, if anybody cares at home, because uh, we we apparently well, it don't. Should be, it should be it should be WrestleMania. Oh, that's right, April. Yeah. So April's yeah. just around the corner. <laughs> so. Um, we're not. I think. I. I think I saw something. How many days? It's not very long. It. It's not very far till WrestleMania. So. Well, we can find that out. Because I saw something. The last thing I saw, he said 20 days to WrestleMania, but that's been. Yeah, uh, WrestleMania actually uh, happens in 19 days, uh, yep. April uh, 10th and 11th. Uh, what's funny is uh, your uh, WrestleMania will uh, will happen a day after your anniversary with us uh, on wow. uh, April 9th. So. <laughs> yep. And, uh, that's a. Yeah, my uh my uh debut on the show actually happened in April as well. Um it happened the day after WrestleMania, I wanna say what day was that? Um it was WrestleMania three years ago, I believe, when I uh when I made my debut when we were coming past the phone. Um and when the show actually was launched actually, um when we had the uh, the first interview ever on this show was a two hour interview with Buff Bagwell, and uh, uh, this uh, you know I you know I'm sure that uh, you know fans would are, are sick of me talking about this, but uh, you know uh, it's amazing how uh, the show started to where it is now. Uh, originally, we um, were using a uh, the D, the the Degeneration X theme song, and we're closing with uh, uh, the Undertaker. Hold on a second. We got uh, we got our, we got our callers in. Hold on a second. 
518 caller, go ahead. Hello. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, okay. stepping out of the green room <laughs> and walking down the aisle. Our first guest of the night, uh, the truncated version. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the man himself, AJ Kazana. How's it going, y'all? Hey, buddy. How are you? Oh, doing all right. I uh, lost track of, track of the time around here. I had to find a little service out here in the boondocks. Well, that's fine. If you want to do the quick inter- uh, quick liner, then we'll go ahead and interview you. Then we'll have some fun with you. Let's do work, brother. Go ahead. All right. Just want me to hit this line. Hey, this is AJ Kazana. You're listening to Attitude Era Live with the host, the icon, the big swing, and Granny Hulkster. Hey, buddy. How are you? Uh, AJ Kazana is our guest here. We have 21 minutes. Uh, usually we have you on for about 30, but... Uh, We'll uh, we may go a little over into our next guest, but we'll see what happens. Uh, here's what we'll do, real quick. If you want to give us a quick little background about yourself, then we'll interview you and have some fun. All right, brother. Um, well, like you said, I'm AJ Kazan. I'm a third generation wrestler. Um, you know, my my family, my Kazan family name goes back uh, to 1933. Um, I've been around the wrestling business my whole entire life. I uh, grew up here in 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 Tennessee, um, man, that's that's it. Wrestling and football is what I've been doing my whole life, so uh, it's it's almost second nature at this point. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, you uh, you're also part of a tag team, aren't you? I am. So I am uh, I am part of the tag team called the Vice City Empire. Uh, me and my partner Donovan Daniels, we've been tagging now since August, so we're we're finding our stride right now. Um, we're starting to starting to get a little traction, get a little notice where we where we need to get uh, get seen. Um, you know, we've got got a little buzz going on. And uh, you, what, what we're going to do, uh, we have uh, AJ Casano with us. We have about uh, 19 minutes. Here's here's what we're going to do. We're we're gonna we're gonna go through the 19 minutes, uh, and then if you, uh, I don't know if you want. Um, we have two. We have we have three guests tonight. So I don't know if you want to if you want to hold on because uh, I think I can probably snip the uh, our third guest a little bit if you want to hold on or if you want to call back because uh, we we do want to give you your full thirty minutes if you want to do that or what we can do is get you uh, back on the schedule with you and your tag team partner. How do you want to do it? Yeah, we can do we can do it with me and uh, me and Donovan later date if that's fine. All right, let's let's do that. So we have AJ Cassano with us. We have uh, 19 minutes. So now, when you uh, when you wrestle, uh, do you uh, consider yourself to be a babyface, a heel, an in betweeny, or are you more of a crowd guy with you and your partner per se, or just you? Well, um, me and my partner both. You know, we're, we're both uh, we're both big and big and kind of uh, abrasive guys anyway you know we've got we've got that kind of attitude that that would would paint us more as a heel but people love that in some areas so uh i mean most of the time you know we're, we're that heel tag team that you know that pompous arrogant uh two giant dudes in the bottom, six, five, six, two, well, with that being well, so. with that being said, Granny, we got some heels here. What do you got for a guest? Oh, yeah, yeah, yes, because you know what? 
Granny's not a wrestler. I'm just a huge fan, but I don't like the heels, and I could talk some pretty good smack to people like you when I have to. <laughs> oh, Granny, I'd have you fall in love with me in about five minutes outside that ring. Oh, my God. No Listen to him already. Oh, my God. Yeah, well, about four years ago, I would have been 54 at the time. One of my buddies in Oklahoma, is, he was being the heel that night. And he says, Granny, don't you have a curfew at the nursing home? And I grabbed my keys out of my purse, and I said, baby, I don't need no curfew. I got keys to the building. And he ran off screaming. <laughs> I'm not scared of big people like you, you know? The oh, bigger no, they ma'am, are, I'm the not, harder they fall. I'm not a scary fall. guy. No, I'm not no, scary. No, well, I didn't say you were. <laughs> I'm just saying... I'm just saying, you know, big people like you, you know, bring it on. I'll I'll play with you, you know. I'm not afraid of you, so. I guess there's my questions. Go ahead, May. Go ahead, Icon. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go go with your question. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I guess one of my questions is, if you had an opportunity to have any kind of dream match, what would it be and who would you want your opponent to be? Oh, we talking like past, present, or, or what are we talking about? It doesn't matter. It doesn't not. It Ooh. does not matter. That's that's a tough one. You know, we've talked about it. Donovan's got a list of, of tag teams that he wants to wrestle that are that are acting <laughs> out. I'm like, look, man, I'm more of a I'm more of a past kind of guy. I'm looking at like the Brain Busters, the Rock and Roll Express. Um, ah, those kind of old my favorite tag, tag teams. Team. Out there, you know, those my favorite tag team. I love Ricky and Robert. Yes, I love I'd Ricky love, and Robert. Especially, especially being that heel tag team, I'd love to get in there with two of the best baby faces in the business. Um, man, those guys tear the roof off everywhere they're, they're at, even now. Oh, they, yeah, most definitely, most definitely, most definitely. It, I remember getting... Like AJ Casano is our guest here. we got 16 minutes. You know, uh, with the strongest of tag team you are, and I have seen you guys wrestle, uh, uh, you know, you guys have retired more tag teams than Social Security the way that you guys are going, and uh, <laughs> you guys are only going to step. You, you guys are only going to step up from there. But one thing, AJ, you can always tell whether gran, uh, Granny dislikes you or likes you. If she likes you, she'll bake you cookies. If she doesn't like you, she'll hit you with her cane. Okay. <laughs> I, you know, now I, I, I have I never hit now now Icon. I have never hit anybody with my cane. No, I mean, I had Tommy Dreamer take my cane out of my hand one time and use it on the wrestler he was wrestling against in Fort Smith, Arkansas, at at traditional championship wrestling. The very last show that TCW did, Tommy Dreamer took my cane out of my hand because I had not had my first knee replacement yet. So I was having to walk with a cane, and it was one of those fold-up ones, and he took it out of my hand and used it on Matt Riviera. You probably know some of my Tennessee buddies there, my Tennessee friends that wrestle in Tennessee. You may know some of them. I don't know. <laughs> it's always a possibility. You know, we're trying to get out there as much as we can. Well, uh, I'll just, you know, there's a couple There's a couple wrestling companies here in Arkansas. I live in Springdale, Arkansas. I'll just have to get you to Arkansas. Uh, we'll make it happen. Uh, AJ Guitar is our guest here. We got about uh, 14 minutes. Uh, one question I do uh, want to ask because I ask every uh, independent uh, wrestling group that we've had on, and no one's ever answered the answered the same. Now I'm going to get to the tough questions. 
uh, two-part question. One, let's say that you're an event and someone like from AEW or Ring of Honor, the WWE, sees you guys and they say, you know, we're having tryouts. We want you to come and check us out. Two-part question. One, is that something you guys would want to do? And two, if you guys get that big million-dollar contract, would you not big-time us to still talk to us? Oh, brother, man, you know, geez, I'm, we're, we're both in this business to, to take it as far as possible. Um, if that's if as far as possible, the highest, highest level I can take it to East Tennessee, then great. If I can get one of those nice, fancy, giant contracts, then then I'm going to go hit that tryout, and I'm going to go get that contract. But I would never, never big-time you guys, ever, in a million years. You guys are, this is my, you're my awesome. first interview, my first podcast, so I'll always, I'll always have that memory. Uh, and I'll always have you guys in the back of my mind. So if, uh, so if, uh, let me ask you this. So if, uh, if I'm in your area, do you think maybe you can get me, uh, well, I'm going to, I'm going to come back to that question. Uh, now, you know, I don't want to touch on it too much because I think we're starting to turn the corner on this COVID thing, but, uh, how has COVID affected you guys and what you're doing? Have you guys had to blank out your calendar at a certain point? Have you had events that have been canceled that will be rescheduled? Uh, how has it affected what you guys are doing? Uh, a couple of events have, have you know, canceled um, due to state regulations or wherever, wherever they're at. Uh, fortunately, both of us have been very healthy, very smart with what we're doing. We're testing regularly. Um, you know, the, the vaccines become available to everybody. Um, we're starting to become available to more people, at least, and and we're just we're doing our best to just stay healthy and just stay away from it and, and, and try to be as safe as possible. Um, but as far as wrestling is, go, is concerned, uh, a few events have been canceled. Um, a lot of things are, are a lot smaller. We did go. Um, I don't know if you guys watch School of Morton live at five o five every Sunday, um, but we we were up there for a few weeks without fans, and that was a that was a new experience. Um, so that there's been some things like that go on where we've done some wrestling in front of no fans, but it's been it's been pretty. We've been really lucky this whole this whole COVID thing. And uh, if you uh, if you know when it is, uh, do you know when your next uh, your event is, when it is, where it is, and uh, who you guys might be facing? Um, right now I know Donovan's Donovan's out with the little collarbone thing, but. Um, I don't. Our next tag team match, I know we'll be we'll be in Crossville, Tennessee this weekend at Resolute Wrestling. I don't know who we're wrestling there if he if he's going to be able to go, but um, I know our, his first. He should be back uh, late April first of May for sure, um, and then we'll be back in the ring with with hopefully hopefully we're we're going to be at, at Joe Kazana Promotions um, taking on. I'm not sure who he's got in mind, but I've heard some names and. And, uh, and and some of the names that that, that my, my pop has been telling me that's going to come in as uh, the, the challenge, you know, the Vice City Empire for for our right our rightful state as the number one tag team in East Tennessee is uh they're uh they're pretty high up there, pretty high names, pretty pretty uh, recognizable. So we'll, we'll see. There's no guarantee who we're going to wrestle, but we, you know we'll we'll see when it happens. And uh, uh, AJ Gasson is our guest here. We've got about uh, 10 minutes left. Uh, you know, and one thing uh, we're doing here, and we're going to do the contest again uh, this week, 
uh, and hopefully you, you might be able to send us some, uh, you and your tag team partners, send us some autographs for giveaways. But uh, what we're doing here is uh, anybody that, uh, starting from uh, the end of our show to the beginning of next week's show, anybody that goes to our page, Off the Ropes on, uh, on Facebook and likes our page will automatically be entered uh, in a drawing uh, to win uh, an autograph from one of the guests this week. And uh, hopefully you'll be able to send us a few so we can do that. Yeah, we should be able to make something happen. We'll get that information after this. Awesome. Now, uh, if our fans want to check you out and see what you're doing, you guys got a Facebook page, you got Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a GoFundMe, what do you got? Oh, uh, GoFundMe sounds like a great idea right now. But, uh, yes, sir, we've got all all the above. Um, we're on Facebook at Vice City Empire. We're on Instagram at Vice City Empire and on Twitter at Vice City Empire. Um you know, I've got my AJ Kazana page on Facebook. Donovan Daniels has his page on Facebook. Instagram, you can just type in our names and find us. We're there. We interact with people as much as possible. Um, try to keep people up to date on everything that we're doing. So, Now, have you guys ever thought of uh, picking up a manager? Because I'd love to come manage for you guys for at least one match. Like, if you're going for some titles, uh, I guarantee if you guys let me manage you when you go for some titles, you guys would be coming home with those titles. Uh, there's there's a few people out there that have expressed some interest uh, in managing us from from some you know new up and coming managers all the way to some legendary um, old school you know wrestlers that that have uh, that have been in my my ear for a while now so um, yeah but we we've not really had a manager um, you know we've not played with that idea so that's always a possibility and uh, you know when you uh, when you're wrestling. Uh, uh, are you? Would you consider yourself to be more of a, of a, uh, a high fire like a Rey Mysterio, a technical wrestler like a Bret Hart, or you got? Are you more like an ass kicker like a Stone Cold Steve Austin? Oh man, um, you know we're we're both again large men. Neither one of us really fly very much. You know, I, I think I've come off the top rope once. I don't know if I'll do it again because heights aren't my thing. Um, but. We're we're more of the uh, I mean we're more the the you know the 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 butt kickers like Steve Austin but we got a little technical technical wrestling background you know I was a uh, I coached shoot wrestling a little folk style wrestling here in Knoxville um, for the past five or six years so I've got that got that knowledge uh, we take a little technical wrestling that little little ass kicking and uh, you know just big powerhouse moves you know we make sure we we uh, we use our um, our intelligence as well as our size and strength against our opponents. So now, uh, do you guys have a, uh, do you guys have a, uh, tag team finishing maneuver or do you guys have individuals or both? So we've, uh, we've got a couple that we've been toying with. Um, you know, we've, we've just now started to toy with names for them, but, uh, you know, superplex splash off the top rope for me. I don't know if you guys remember the old power and glory finish. Um, yep. I think they call it the power flex. Uh, we've we've hit that once once or twice. We've hit a little little demolition, a little heart attack. Um, you know, we we toy with it. We haven't really. We just we just hit big moves, man. Uh, so we're we're still toying with it here and there. Of course, we I've got my finish. My my big finish is the belly to belly. Um, and then Donovan's got Donovan's got. Uh, I can't remember exactly what his is. And we haven't we haven't been singles for a while, so. We've uh, 
we've got to get back to that. Got to get back to to being good all around wrestlers. Um, but yeah, usually we hit that that demolition. Uh, the uh, what is it? The, the, I call it the decapitator. I don't know what exactly it's called. You know, I I got uh, I got one that thing uh, one line you can use. Uh, before you do the uh, maneuver, or, or like when you do an interview, you can ask your opponent, uh, "Have you ever been consonant? Do you want to be?" AJ Casano is our guest here. We got about uh, five minutes. So um, now you guys, you said you guys uh, uh, been tag teaming since uh, August. You said, how did you guys gravitate towards each other? Um, well, I, uh, I formally or formally finished my formally, formally finished my training here, um, at the Jacob Pritchard Wrestling Academy in August. Uh, Donovan had swung by a couple of times, um, to just kind of knock some ring rust off and he wanted to get back in the swing of things. And we just, we just kind of, kind of gravitated toward each other being, being two big guys, um, you know, saw, saw that we could do some special things together and, and, uh, we kind of linked up at JPWA and, and just, it's been, it's been history ever since, you know, we've hit the road taking care of business and we've started to jail more as a tag team. It's just, it's looking back. It's, it was, it was a good decision on both our parts. And now we're just, we're just riding the wave and trying to take it as high as we can. Uh, AJ Casano is our guest here. We got about, uh, uh, four minutes here left. Uh, so, you know, with uh, with you guys uh, and and you know, and just the just your sheer side, um, do you guys would you guys ever do uh, any like uh, you know? I know they call them gimmick matches in the business, but do you would you is that something that you guys would ever do, or do you want to stay away from stuff like that, like hardcore tag team matches or cage matches or stuff like that? Oh well, you know. Nobody's ever really asked or thrown that at us. Uh, man, I'm a I'm an old school. I love the love the '80s wrestling, um, and a lot, especially the late '80s. You know, uh, what I can't remember what Starcade it is. But there's one Starcade you can go back and watch, and I think there's a cage. There's at least three cage matches. Um, and I would I've always wanted to be in a cage match. You know, a hardcore match would be all right. I, I could handle it. Uh, now we can talk about using barbed wire or using uh, light tubes or stuff. You know, that's a little. That's a little out of my my comfort zone. I'm a I'm a I'm not not about that, but that's just me. Just because I'm not man enough well, to handle you know, that stuff, so I'm a well, tough guy. I, I, I'm, I'm not with that you. Tough. I like to I, I like to keep all my blood in my body. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't want to leave it in the ring. I'm with you on that. Um, I've seen some of those guys go, man, and it's it's incredible how much punishment and how much they can just take. I'm just like brother, better like I, I can't, not me. Right, uh, but you know, I guess if you know, if I if I had to uh, do a gimmick match, uh, I like to do the safe thing. I'll, I'll do it like a pinata on a pole match, or uh, uh, aspirin on a pole match, or something <laughs> on a pole. You know, uh, you know. I thought about a, um, you know, a bull rope match or a strap match or or one of those. We did a loser eats dog food match. That was uh, that was fun until the end. Oh God. Was it Alpo? <laughs> it was not. No, it was Chucky, Tennessee. They can't afford Alpo up there. Oh God. Uh, oh. Well, you know what they say. 
if you're going to have your dog to it, need it too, it it might as well uh, it might as well <laughs> have some flavoring to it. <laughs> oh, man, wow! It's something I hope uh, I never have AJ, to do again. AJ Casanza, our guest here. We got about uh, uh, ninety seconds here. So, uh, real quick here again, um, if uh, our fans wanted to uh, check you out, uh, how can they find you? Uh, you can find me at AJ Kazana on Facebook, uh, AJ Kaz one on Instagram, and AJ Kazana on Twitter. Donovan's D Daniels Wrestle on Twitter. Donovan Daniels Wrestling. I think it's D Donovan or D Daniels Wrestling on Facebook or uh, Instagram. And then Donovan Daniels on Facebook. The same thing with Vice City Empire. It's just the name Vice City Empire all across three platforms. Um, and you can find us that way. It's pretty simple. We like to keep it easy around here. All right, and then uh, what I'll do then is I will uh, I will uh, keep I will keep in uh, contact with you. Know, I'll get you guys both on uh, as soon as I have an opening. If it uh, works out with your guys' schedule, I'll definitely have you guys on together, and then we'll give you your full thirty minutes of time and maybe a little more. Absolutely, me and Donovan we play very well off each other. So so during interviews and stuff, you'll you may you may get an answer, you may not, but you'll at least get us cracking each other up, and trying to pop each other. So it'll be a good time. That's awesome. Well, I'll tell you what, I want to thank you for uh, joining us. Uh, we'll have you on for a longer time, you and your tag team part, and we'll have some fun with you next time. We do appreciate you taking time on your schedule uh, to be with us. All right, y'all. I appreciate you guys having me on. Have a great Thanks, evening. Buddy. Hey, you too. Goodbye, y'all. AJ Cassandra, ladies and gentlemen, what a great guy. Uh, and uh, my computer just locked up, so... Hopefully, uh, Big Swing is uh, paying attention uh, because I got to reset the computer. Uh, I hate this computer. I really do. Um, So, hopefully, um, he's paying attention. Um, He's a great guy. I I enjoyed that interview. That was great, even though it was a truncated version. but uh, um, so hopefully um, he is paying attention. I'm going to try and reset the computer. Yeah, it was a busy weekend, but it was a good weekend. You know, a lot of fun at uh, WFC on Saturday, so. You know, and, you know, the thing is, uh, we don't, uh, you know, uh, you know, I hate wanting to talk, you know, keep bringing up COVID, but, you know, I I really think, though, that the country is really starting to turn the corner on this thing, Uh, you know, with everybody getting vaccinated and uh, things working out the way they are, I think things are, uh, you know, are you know, I don't know if we'll ever be back to normal the way that we want to be, but um, uh, hopefully, um, um, hopefully, uh, you know, things will uh, normalize and be uh, be back uh, to some semblance of order, um, like we like we love to live our lives. You know, certainly hope so. I'm just ready for it to, you know, get back some normal 
kind of lifestyle if possible. Oh. God, I I I hate technical difficulties. It's just um, I do too. But you know what they say, the joys of uh, live radio. Modern technology, (laughs) you know, modern technology. It is what it is. Um, So hopefully I can get this thing fired back up and then uh, we can uh, proceed here. The show must go on as the old thing goes. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny – you know, and a lot of people have asked me, they said, uh, Icon, do you, uh, do you know that there are heels and baby faces before you ask it? It's like, no, I don't. Why Why do you think I'm asking the question? You know, <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, I mean, I, I I love setting Granny up, especially when they're a heel, because I don't know if they're, they're a heel or not, but. Uh, no, I don't. Uh, I don't know in advance. That's why I asked the question. You know. That's right. That's right. You know. And believe me, if they're heel folks, I'm gonna have fun with it. So. And. Uh, that's the way I roll. <laughs> you know, we always try. We always try to have uh, fun. Yeah. Somebody posted. Always... My one of my very good friends took a picture of me. Saturday night hollering at someone. I'm not sure who I was hollering at, but it looked like I mean, well, I know there was one time, though, I I was at a wrestling show in Maumelle, Arkansas for CWA, and this was way before COVID, but I I had my phone in one hand because I was taking pictures with my phone, and I was point. I had my other hand up, I had my finger up in the air, I look like I was preaching. <laughs> I look like a preacher instead of a wrestling fan. I look like, and somebody somebody said, preach it, Granny, preach it. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and, my, and my one friend, when she saw that picture of me hollering at somebody, she says, go get him, Granny. <laughs> you, know? you know, believe me, fans, if, you, if you're a heel in this business, if, if you're a wrestler, and you are a heel in this business, you don't want to mess with me because I will tear you up piece by piece by piece. Sometimes I'll tear little pieces, and sometimes uh, I'll tear big pieces. Okay. All right, let's – all right. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, the – most beautiful independent film director in Hollywood today. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, I give you the lovely, the vivacious, the very good-looking Deborah Richards. Hey, guys. Hey, you're listening to, this is Deborah, Deborah Richards, and oh, my gosh, I completely forgot what I was supposed to say. What's up, guys? Well, that's all right. We uh, uh, we we'll uh, we'll let me, go let with me that. try we, that we, all we, again. Uh, let me try that all again. Hey, guys, okay. this is film director Deborah Richards, and you're listening to the Attitude Era with the one, the only Granny Hulkster, the icon, and the big swing. And I think Granny, you should have a the in front of your name too. There you go. 
Deborah That's Rachel, awesome. I guess here. We have uh we have twenty four minutes here with uh Deborah. Uh now Amazing. uh this is actually uh your second appearance on the show. And uh I think it's my we third. Had... I think it's my third now. That's oh that's right. You're part of you're part of the three timers club. That's right. Uh, yeah. and, uh, every time that you're on, you always have uh, uh, something new going on. So tell us what uh, you got going on now. Well, it's been a year since I was last with you guys. And I think a year ago, um, the shutdown had just started happening. Everyone, including myself, was in a bit of a state of panic. I didn't know what was going to happen, like career-wise or like socially-wise or anything. And... Um, I was I was in a low spot when I came in the show. I think you may recall I was like, thanks, guys, look, I need your help. But then uh, after that, things started really turning around. I got crazy busy with work last year. Um, did a ton of directing, music videos. I did a special for the History Channel. Um, just did a lot, a lot of work. And then Towards the end of last year, I finally finished up my short film, the vampire one that I was working on, Dark Light. And we released that at the beginning of January. And um, that's been hitting the film festival circuit. And it has been on fire. We've won like eight awards in the last 10 weeks. So that film is killing it. And then... While that was happening, um, a couple of really, really exciting things. Now, double back to one of them. But the biggest news is that I recently won a competition in Las Vegas called the Lucky 777 Film Challenge, where they pick seven filmmakers, and they give them $7,000 and seven days to make a feature film. And so I was one of the lucky seven chosen, and this will be technically, this will be my first feature film that I've written and directed. So I'm directing my first full-length speech film this summer, and uh, I'm really excited. So that's, that's in a nutshell what I've been up to. And uh, there is an uh, interesting gentleman that's putting on that uh, competition. And could you, what, what is his name again? Ben Stover. It's actually two people. It's a production company here in Las Vegas and a local actor who's uh, done a lot of films called Ben Stover. And they got together and they decided, let's uh, energize the local film market and put together this thing. And we actually have a campaign on Indiegogo right now. So if you go onto Indiegogo and you search uh, Lucky 77 Film Challenge, uh, you'll find us. And I think we're at, uh, we've raised 13000 in three days. So it's going really good. And uh, it's just very exciting. All seven filmmakers are all from Vegas, and they all have very, very different films. I'm actually doing a drama about homeless people. So uh, the film is called Move Me No Mountain, and I shoot it in July. That's wow. awesome. And, uh, you know, uh, I'm, I'm still hoping eventually when you do your, uh, your, your, big pe- your first big feature, that uh, you call on the icon to be a part of the film because uh, I really want to come work for you. you know, well, hey, your if bag, you want to come out, be here and come out in July. You can be in the movie. You can be one of the homeless people. Well, I I, I could probably do that. <laughs> <laughs> I think you could uh, do that. Uh, uh, Deborah Richards is our guest here. We have uh, we have twenty minutes here with Deborah. Now, uh, when. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll kind of circle back to this. We we won't touch on it too much, but uh, COVID really uh, 
really did have an effect on you, didn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah, because I work as a freelance director, right? I, uh, that's how I make my bread and butter. I direct commercials, I direct music videos, TV specials, all that kind of thing. And when the, the, the lockdown happened, um, my business just completely dried up, completely, for like two, three months. And it was terrifying, so it really did affect me. And, uh, um, um, you know, a year ago, I was in food lines. So I was really, really, um, it, it caught me off guard. And uh, just before the lockdown, just to put it in some kind of context, um, things were going so good that I was expanding my business. And just before lockdown, I spent some $20,000 on film equipment and put it all on credit cards. And then out of nowhere, COVID happened and kicked me in the butt. And uh, and you mentioned that uh, you've uh, you've you've kind of started to uh, uh, recover from that, and uh, you know you mentioned that uh, you know when you were last on you were you were kind of uh, scratching and scraping trying to get uh, get a footing, and then all of a sudden right. things exploded. Now uh, yeah, and you know what the change was? You know what's really interesting is. It's when I had nothing, right? I had no money in the bank. I had no money coming in. I had credit card companies calling me. Everything was on lockdown. And I had absolutely nothing to my name. And so I put an ad out on Facebook, and I said, the first three local companies that hit me up, I will make a commercial for free. And just because I wanted, because I knew other people were hurting, and I wasn't doing anything, so I figured maybe if I help others, then, then the the goodwill will come back around. And from that point on, I have not looked back. I've been so freaking busy. And, uh, you know, I, uh, I, I hope that, uh, we, uh, you know, we had uh, some help in that, uh, by getting you out there and letting people know about you. Every little bit helps, but I do have some other amazing, really exciting news. You guys, uh, you guys ever been fans of the movie Hellraiser? Yes, yes, we, yes, I have. Uh, I, I'm okay. a horror film fan, sure. Cool. I got, I got something exciting to tell you. So my short film, Dark Light, which is a, a vampire movie set in Vegas, um, it's killing it. Excuse the expression, but it's killing it in the film festival circuit around the world right now. And we actually got approached by this company in, in Hollywood. Um, to be part of an anthology called the United States of Horror. And every, um, every short film in this anthology, and there's three of these anthologies, every short film in it represents a different state in America of horror. And so not only do we represent Nevada, but we're the first film, we're the first short film in, in this anthology of films, and none other than Doug Bradley, the guy that plays Pinhead in the Hellraiser movies, is the narrator of the movie. Wow. Now, uh, so you, uh, you, you've met him, is that correct? I have not met him. Um, that's one of the things, like in film, you don't always meet everyone that you work with, but I, I have not met him, but he's going to be narrating the uh, feature film. And uh, you know what's crazy about this? Like, okay, so prior to this year, I had directed hundreds of commercials, about 10 short films, a bunch of music videos. I won four Emmys, but I've never, ever worked on a feature film. And then all of a sudden, this year, I have Dark Heights in a feature film, 
I'm writing and directing my own feature film. I'm coloring another feature film. I'm doing VFX for another feature film. So all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I'm like living the dream. Uh, Deborah Richards, our guest here. We have uh, we have about uh, 16 minutes here with Deborah. Uh, uh, Deb, uh, you remember Grady Holster? Uh, Grady, what do you of got for us, Deborah Richards? Go ahead. Well, it's uh, fabulous to have you on our show again, and it sounds like mm-hmm. you're doing some pretty amazing things with your life right now, with everything. So congratulations on everything that's taken place. Thank um, you. It feels like it feels like it only took ten years. <laughs> um, so I guess um, let me see. I'm trying to think of a really good question. Um, yes, she'd love to have you in her next movie too, Grin. What? <laughs> by, the, by the way, guys, I was getting sleepy before before I called in, so I thought, you know what? I'm just gonna kill two birds with one stone. I'm actually in the bath right now, drinking a glass of wine. Oh wow! <laughs> well, she sounds like she's really relaxing, and that's that's a good 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 way to relax is have a nice glass of wine. So, um, so what kind of future projects do you anticipate on possibly having in the near future for your directing? Any well, any you know, ideas or? Yeah, that's a great question, Granny. Because like when I was in film school, they always said, whatever idea you have, make sure you got another ten ideas, so that when you get your big chance, and they go, oh, I don't like that. What else you got? You got another nine in your back pocket, right? That's right. So, so for years, right, I've had this catalog of ideas for years, and with the seven 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 film challenge. There was a whole vetting process, and I had to submit an idea for a movie, and it was an, it was an idea for a movie that I'd had for years, and it was a horror. And at the eleventh hour during the um, during the submission process, at the eleventh hour, I called up the organizers of the seven 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 thing, and I said, "Hey guys, I just woke up this morning with a whole new idea. Can I pitch that to you?" and and is it too late? And they were like, sure. So I pitched them this idea that I literally thought of that morning. And they were like, love it. And so I think it's so ironic after grafting at this for like 10 plus years. And after having idea after idea after idea in the back catalog ready to go. It's so ironic that my first big shot at the silver screen at making my first feature film is something that I just came up with eight weeks ago. So wow. that's a really long-winded way of saying to you, I have no idea what's next, because no matter what ideas I think of now, it all just depends on what opportunities spring up, right? Like, Very true. Like, Very true. If, if, some, if, uh, if this movie does well and, and say, like, um, I mean, I'm not saying, but like for example, say Marvel come up to me and they say, "Hey, do you have any superhero ideas?" I'd be like, "Sure, yeah, I do." And then I quickly run into a dark room and write as many superhero ideas as I can. But it's so at this point, even though I've been planning for years and years, I'm just kind of going with the flow. And whatever opportunity leads to whatever opportunity, I will come up with the creative juice to fill that glass. That's awesome. Now, that's uh, amazing. Uh, 
Devin Richards, our guest here. We got uh, we got about uh, twelve minutes. I may I may go uh, over uh, our next guest interview a little bit, uh, but uh, you know uh, I'm going to kind of circle back uh, about uh, your uh, your film. Uh, I believe you said it was called Dark Knight, correct? Dark Knight. That's the uh, vampire short film that is killing it at the movie festivals. And um, it's a proof of concept for a feature film. So the whole reason I made that was so that people would see that and they'd be like, oh, damn, that's really good. We want to see more. And that would open doors for me to make the feature film version of it. But that didn't happen. It opened doors for that to get into an anthology and it opened doors for me to get the 777 challenge. You and, haven't seen uh, Dark Lights yet, have you? Yeah, I have. As a matter of fact, if you remember, uh, you sent me a, you sent me a link uh, and a password on how to see it, and I loved it. Oh, great, great, great. Okay, cool. Now, uh, I'm kind of curious about uh, uh, another thing that you have going on. Uh, what is, it's called Move Me No Mountain. Is that correct? Yeah, that's the film I'm doing for the Seven Seven Challenge. Um, it's a uh, it's a drama. It's uh, present day in Las Vegas. It's about a real estate agent who can't get over the death of her own daughter, and she's crushed by guilt. So she decides to just say F you to society and walks out the door and decides to become homeless in Las Vegas. So the film predominantly deals with with that subject, with homelessness in Las Vegas and what that actually looks like. And the exciting part of this is I've been working really closely with the Las Vegas Rescue Mission, um, who does amazing work here in the city to field, uh, to, to, to um, feed and house a, a, an enormous number of homeless people. And they've been so amazing. They actually set up interviews for me to interview people that used to be homeless so that I could add a layer of authenticity and, and deal with the subject matter with dignity. And we're actually going to be donating a portion of the proceeds of the movie to the Las Vegas Rescue Mission. That's awesome. And uh, you also have uh, you also have a few other uh, uh, things that you're working on. Uh, I believe uh, one is called uh, Death Count. Another is called uh, Kindred, and I believe the other one is called. Bridge of uh, the Doomed, is it? Right. So, um, so <laughs> Kindred is a movie, is a horror movie by a very talented director named Adrian Leal. And I did the visual effects and the coloring of that. In fact, I'm coloring it, as, not in the bathtub, but tomorrow morning. Um, so I'm coloring that movie. Um, and then I'm also doing uh, VFX for... Uh, Bridge of the uh, Doomed, and then Death Count, which is uh, um, uh, Michael Madison's new movie. Um, I'm not officially doing the VFX <laughs> yet. I'm still talking to the producer of that, but uh, it looks like I will be doing the VFX for that, but it's not official yet. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, Deborah, Deborah Rich is our guest here. We have uh, eight minutes here. Uh, and uh, so we can, uh, so uh, our fans can uh, do this and find you. Uh, let us know what you got. You got a Facebook, an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a GoFundMe. What do you got? 
I, I got a bunch of that stuff, but honestly, the easiest way to find me is on my Instagram because that's where I'm the most active. And I'm actually one person away from three and a half thousand followers on Instagram. So be that one person that makes me three and a half thousand, and uh, maybe maybe I'll send you a gift. So my Instagram is Debian Pink. That's C E B B I I N P I N K. Debbie in Pink. And uh, that's the name of my website. That's the name of my Instagram. Um, but I'm very active on Instagram, so if you follow me along on there, um, you'll find out all the latest stuff that I'm doing in film, casting notices, all that good stuff. And uh, and I and I always write back to every single fan that writes. And uh, yeah, and uh, you, uh, I, I I've been following you for a very long time, and as a matter of fact. Uh, we're we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have Ben as a guest on our show um, um, in June or July, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, very cool. I will keep I will keep you posted on when he's on, and uh, maybe you uh, you can call in as a as like a surprise and ask him questions if he knows it's you. Oh, that would be fun. That would be fun. And. Uh, and you, you, it sounds like, and we know that you have a little puppy doggy, right? Yeah, Cookie. She's uh, she's been sick lately, but she's doing much better. Um, she had an ulcer on her eye because she has allergies and she was scratching, so her eye was all messed up. So last week I had to give her medicine every four hours, every six hours, every twelve hours. So my alarm was like nine p.m., eleven thirty p.m., two thirty a.m., three a.m. So all week last week, I was like a zombie walking around, like, exhausted. But uh, thankfully, Cookie is doing much better, and she's staring at me as we speak, as I take my back up. So, uh, you know, I, I will admit, uh, you're the first uh, interviewee that we've ever uh, uh, had uh, that's uh, in, a, in a, you know, in a nice little uh, hot bath uh, with, a, with a glass of champagne. Uh, but, but it's awesome. Uh, you know, if you, uh, I just wish I was there to be your cowboy. <laughs> well, you got to be in Vegas for that to happen. So let's, uh, baby step. Right. And, uh, so, you know, you mentioned, uh, that, you know, you have, uh, you know, you have the, uh, the, the movie in Vegas that you were about the homeless. Uh, can you give us a little, a preview of, uh, uh, can you give us a little preview of uh, what uh, what else you might have cooking without uh, giving away too much? Well, um, okay, without giving away too much, uh, a writing partner and I have been uh, working on a movie for the last uh, maybe eight months that we've been writing. It's called Flies Eat Dead Birds, and it's about a cult. And... Uh, Personally, I have a really overactive imagination, and I can't even drive past houses in suburbia without wondering what kind of crazy crap is going on behind those closed doors. Is it a meth house? Is it a is someone being held hostage behind those doors? Like, what's really going on behind those doors? And that's kind of how my brain works. And and so. We came up with this idea of uh, this cult operating in a city behind closed doors without anyone realizing. And so that's that's another exciting project that I'm working on. But uh, if I were to film that, it probably wouldn't be till next year. 
So uh, as of right now, I'm really busy till about December. Now, um, uh, with uh, with all the uh, with all that uh, being said, you know, uh, and uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, and our fans are just probably thinking, I'm just saying this, but you know, you know, Deborah, this is your uh, this is your third appearance on the show, and uh, uh, if you haven't got sick of us, we would like to have you on again with us. Uh, but let's and, do. Uh, I always I always got to you guys. And, uh, you know, um, you know, I do, uh, you know, I, I can't tell you how much I love you and, uh, you know, and, uh, I don't know if you remember this or not, but do you know what my all time favorite picture of yours is? No, I don't. Uh, it's the one I made of the collector's card where you have the, uh, where you have like the red, uh, uh, thing in your eyes and you have your hair in a ponytail uh, or a pigtail or whatever, and then you're, um, you're, uh, you're, you covered uh, your frontal area with, uh, I believe it's electrical tape. Oh, okay, okay. I know the picture you're talking about uh, with the nuclear destruction behind me. Right, right, yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I just love that picture. I just can't get enough of that, you know. Okay, well, uh, I'll, 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 I'll get a couple of those printed up, and I'll find a bunch of you guys. How's that? Okay, and uh, what we're going to do here, uh, because you mentioned it, I'll even uh, give you, uh, send you the audio. I think I did already. Uh, anybody that likes our show, from uh, the end of the show to the beginning of the next show, you're automatically qualified uh, to win an autographed picture when we do our giveaways. Uh, uh, each each week has their own qualifiers, and you can qualify more than once. You, uh, uh, but of course. Uh, you have to like our page, Author Ropes on Facebook, and you're automatically entered. And, uh, you know, uh, real quick, uh, Deborah, I don't know if you uh, heard the beginning of the show, but uh, we were um, we have fans spanning all over the globe. Uh, and this is kind of, uh, uh, kind of interesting. We are the number one podcast and radio show in Johannesburg, South Africa, and Cape Town, wow. South Africa, and, and Fleet, U.K., uh, as a matter of fact, um, a couple of our fans in Fleet UK are in the chat room right now, and uh, they're uh, going to your uh, Facebook page right now, and uh, apparently some of the guys are completely drooling over your pictures. Uh, well, and, tell, uh, tell them to go fa- to my Instagram. Tell them to go to my Instagram because i got a lot more pictures there. My Instagram uh, is and at and and that's uh, Debbie in Pink, correct? You have a website too, correct? Yeah, that's Debbie in Pink too. But but seriously, my Instagram is where I'm most active. That's where I post stuff going on daily. That's where I post all my sexy pics, all my film pics, all my fun stuff, all that good stuff. And by the way, to the guys in England, what's up? I'm originally from England. I'm from Surrey. I know I probably sound American to English people now, but I am from England. And uh, real, real quick thing here before uh, uh, before we have to go to our next guest, uh, the the lucky seven competition that you're uh, that you're entered in, uh, yeah, can, uh, is that is that a vote thing? Can fans vote on your films, or is it elimination uh, challenge? Or how, can you tell? Give us a real quick rundown of it. 
No, no, no. I'm already one of the seven chosen. So the seven filmmakers making films, and I'm one of them. But if you go to the Indiegogo page and look at the Lucky 777, you can get involved. You can. Uh, we got some great prizes and some great perks. You can be an associate producer of the movie. You can have your image put in the movie or your name put in the movie. Um, and on Saturday, I'll be announcing a special perk just for my movie. And it will be something like a prop from one of my movies or something that we will uh, auction off through Indiegogo. So, um, so yeah, I'm already a winner. All right. And then uh, also, you know, don't forget to uh, put uh, Scott Icon Helmrest and uh, uh, Granny Laura Burt uh, Hulkster uh, in the credits because uh, we, would, uh, we would definitely appreciate that. I think seventy-seven dollars, and you can be an associate producer. There you go, uh, <laughs> Granny. We're, we're, Granny, what we're going to do is we're going to pool our resources, make that happen. Yeah, we do. I love, too. It. I love awesome. it. It's about time you guys made it into the movie biz. There you go. Well, I'll tell you what, Deborah. We appreciate uh, you taking time on your schedule to join us. Thanks, Deborah. Uh, I'll be in contact with you. We're definitely going to have you on again. Uh, and you will break the records for most appearances. Uh, mm-hmm. and you know the icon loves you. And uh, when you have a, a spot for me to be in your movie, I'd love to come out and join you. I'll even carry your bags and get you food and uh, cappuccino and all that other good stuff. Be careful. I might hold you to that. Sounds good, Deborah. Thank you so much. Thanks, Thanks Deborah. Thanks for having me on. You have a great night. You as well, Deborah. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you know, I... Uh, like I said, that's the first time we've ever had a guest uh, uh, having a glass of champagne in the shower or in the tub. Uh, well, I'll tell you what, we're going we're gonna to go right to our next guest here. Uh, I'm going to bring her on. And uh, this is going to be an interesting uh, interview. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle. She is a wrestling historian amongst a wrestling historian. She has got memorabilia that I wish I had. As a matter of fact, she's got a collection I'm so jealous of. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Joyce uh, Paul Stane. Hey, th- this is Joyce Postian, and you're listening to the Attitude Era live with your host, the Icon, the Big Swing, and Granny Hulkster. How, How you are doing, you, guys? How's it going? Good. How are you? It's going good. Going good. Glad to be well, on. I'll tell you what. Uh, here's what we're going to do real quick. If you want to give us a little quick little background about yourself, then we're going to have some fun with the interview and uh, have some fun with you. Sure. Um, I've been a wrestling fan since I was little. I won't say how long ago that was, but uh, I uh, started watching in the 70s, and um, I go way back mainly in the AWA circuit. Uh, I... Um, Grew up watching Bernganya's AWA, and I was a fan first, and then I started thinking I'd like to take pictures, so I started taking pictures for my own collection, and I started sending them into some of the magazines, and they got published in some of the magazines, and uh, I got to know a few of the wrestlers because I um, would share some pictures with them, and... Uh, Mostly the heels of that era. I was a big, big heel fan, and so uh, 
then I would uh, um, mainly right around to the Midwest circuit. I was hooked on it so much that I every weekend almost, I, I was working during the week, but during the weekends I would go to wrestling almost every weekend wherever they had it, like within 100 miles to 200 miles of my home, and uh, just to go to take pictures and uh, – and I collected stuff along the way, as you mentioned. And then uh, uh, now that I'm not working anymore, I, uh, I have more time to work on my collection and I'm uh, kind of categorizing all my pictures and getting them uh, uh, put into better uh, better format and uh, thinking about eventually possibly putting out some kind of photo book. But that's still to be determined. Joyce Paul says, I guess, here we got 30 – we got 35 minutes here. Uh, we're going to go to Granny in a second. I'm going to ask you a few questions, and then uh, uh, we'll go to Granny, because you guys are polar opposites. You like the heels. She doesn't. I'm going to let you guys hash that out. Uh, <laughs> WrestleMania comes early here on the podcast. Uh, but, you know, you mentioned that uh, you sent uh, you were sending photos to a magazine. Do you remember the very first picture you ever had published? Uh, what magazine was it, and who was it of, or what was it of? Uh, yes, I do. It was of Nick Bockwinkel, um, who was the AWA champion at the time. And uh, he was uh, dressed in uh, street clothes because it was after the matches. And he has on kind of like a blue fla- uh, blue blue jean top with like kind of some embroidery on it. And he's carrying the belt. And um, it's a real uh, casual picture, but it, it turned out really good. And uh, that was my first picture that I, somebody saw it. And uh, actually, it was Jim Melby of the Wrestling News. I don't know if that name means anything to any of you, but <laughs> he saw it, it and he said, yep. um, "He said, would you send that into our magazine? I think we could even, you know, make an eight by ten out of it." And so I sent it in, and they did run it in one of the AWA programs, and then also in one of the Wrestling News. And then he told me, he said, you know, if you get any other good pictures, send them in. And so I did. But I, I took some pictures of uh, Adrian Adonis and um, Nick Bockwinkel. And, uh, I w- you know, I was uh, always uh, more interested in taking the pictures for myself than, than sending them in. So that was always kind of secondary to me because they didn't – obviously they didn't pay me for these pictures. So it kind of – like whenever I got around to it. But – I was always excited to see them get get published, and then I had a um, uh, a WWA uh, feature get published in the Wrestling News um, down in Peoria uh, back in about 1982. I think it was uh, all the different stars of the WWA: uh, Wilbur Snyder, Spike Huber, uh, all those kind of guys. Uh, and uh, you know, with that, uh, you know, with that uh, being uh, said, you know, I was just gonna say, uh, so that's when you made your first million, but you're still waiting for the check. I guess they, <laughs> that's I right. Guess they, yeah, they, they, they told me the check's in the mail, it, and I'm they, still waiting for it. They, they must have, they must have sent it postage due. 
<laughs> I, I never I never expected to make money off of it, but you know they some of the magazines had contracts with the the different photographers, but you know I never wanted it to be a job uh, where I had to be there watching a certain match if I didn't want to be watching it or taking pictures of every single match. Uh, I just wanted to do the ones that I wanted to do and. Uh, if I uh, sometimes I could get access at ringside and sometimes I couldn't. It depended on how many other photographers were there that night, and and who the who who the promoter was. So uh, it depended on how good my shots were. Some nights my shots were terrible. <laughs> other nights I got really great ones. So Joyce uh, is our guest here. We have uh, we have about uh, thirty uh, two minutes here. We might even go a little over because. Uh, I have a lot of interesting questions, and our chat room is going crazy right now. I'm going to ask a couple more, and then we'll bring Brady on, and then I'm going to ask you the tough question. Uh, so, you know, you mentioned that uh, you, uh, you, you started to take a lot of pictures. Uh, is there a, a certain camera that you use? Was it like a real expensive camera? Uh, and uh, do you still have it? Uh, and... Uh, uh, well, well, it wasn't. We'll start with those uh, questions uh, and I'll, I'll circle back. Sure. Um, actually, when I first when I first started taking pictures, uh, I, and I still have some of the pictures. They were terrible, but I uh, started taking pictures with like a Kodak and Instamatic. Uh, obviously, those weren't the ones I sent into the magazines. But uh, then uh, when I went to college, I uh, I got a 35 millimeter camera. It was a Pentax K1000 uh, film camera, and uh, I liked color, and of course the magazines all wanted me to be shooting black and white, and I didn't particularly like black and white. I, I liked shooting the color, and then sometimes if you shot the the color film, you could turn it in. If, you, if it was high enough contrast, you could turn it black and white, and, and it would be a decent enough shot, and that's usually what I did. But uh, I kept that camera for a, the longest time, um, and of course nobody uses film anymore, including me. Uh, so I got rid of it about the year, I would say, 1999-2000. And that was when I started taking pictures for um, the Cauliflower Alley Club and the um, National Wrestling Hall of Fame, um, the museum. I, I, I got to see some of my legends that way after after they stopped wrestling. Um, and uh, that's when I went into digital. And I got a... Uh, a Nikon, uh, not a real expensive one, but your basic Nikon uh, digital camera then. Now, uh, did you, uh, now, uh, you know, you mentioned that uh, they wanted uh, your stuff in black and white. Did uh, you learn how to uh, uh, develop your own pictures as well, or did you uh, still, uh, were you still a photomat uh, person? Uh, I did some of both. Um, I um, I uh, had the I usually would have the uh, the 60 minute photo or whatever it was uh, Fox photo. Uh, you know, it would uh, develop the film for me, and then uh, I had the negatives, and then I I had my own darkroom and I had my own enlarger for a while, and then I could make some prints or I could uh, do some editing on it. Uh, but it uh, it wasn't anywhere near as easy as it is today. Um, but I I I wanted to see the print the the uh, the film and the the small prints right away. So I I 
I didn't always, uh, but then when we got to college, then I, uh, we had to use our own and we had to do our own dark room. So I was able to use some of the wrestling prints for some of my college assignments, actually. <laughs> and my, actually my college, um, photography professor liked, liked wrestling. So I was in good, good shape there because <laughs> he thought they were cool. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, real quick here, and uh, from your interview, because it's about you, but uh, I actually took uh, uh, graphic arts in uh, high school, and uh, my instructor, Mr. Stormo, uh, who since has passed on, uh, my all-time favorite teacher, uh, it still says to me that he's no longer with us, but, uh, you know, I learned how to, you know, develop uh, not only uh, photos from a larger, uh, you know, we also had one of those big, uh, big cameras where you'd make printing plates and stuff like that. Uh, and uh, real quick, uh, I actually fell in love with photography watching an episode of MacGyver. Uh, oh, neat. The episode was, <laughs> yeah, the episode was called Live and Learn. And uh, real quick premise, and then we'll get back to the interview. Uh, real quick premise, uh, um, MacGyver uh, had to help uh, uh, this high school kid uh restore this inspector's report that was uh, the guy burned to avoid some violations. And uh, they used the photography, uh, developed the film and everything to uh, to restore the report. So if you guys ever get a chance to watch the episode, it's called Live and Learn. It's a MacGyver episode. I can't remember. Season, but anyway. Uh, so, sounds fun. I'll have to watch for that. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. As a matter of fact, you can still see MacGyver on TV today. Uh, uh, Joyce Paulstein is our guest here. We have, uh, uh, well, we have about a half hour. I'm gonna, we're gonna go a little over as long as Big Swing doesn't mind. Uh, how many pictures would you say that uh, you have in uh, your collection um, uh, currently? Well, that's, uh, uh, I would say, uh, I have Tens somewhere. Of I, uh, well over a thousand, probably closer to between five and ten thousand. Um, I went to over four hundred wrestling cards during, in the AWA, and I would say I took at least uh, uh, at least twenty four shots at each one. Um, in later cards, I took like three rolls of thirty six at each card, <laughs> and then uh, later on, as, since I've been going to the CAC. Um, I, I've taken about five rolls, or I don't. It's not film anymore. <laughs> Scratch that. Uh, about I would say fifty to a hundred uh, shots at each CAC. So I think last oh. count I would say it's close, close to eight, eight to ten thousand. They're wow. not all great. Uh, trust me. There, there's. There's some real stinkers in there, but there's there's so, also well, some we'll, real we'll, rare ones and hard to find ones, and so we'll we'll circle we'll uh, back to that because I I have uh, I have some fan questions that they want to ask about this, but uh, we're going to bring in Granny Hofstra now. Granny Hofstra uh, doesn't like the heels. You mentioned you do like the heels, <laughs> so we're going to let you guys hash this out. So, Granny, what do you got for our guests? Go ahead. We have uh, Joyce Powell too. We got about thirty minutes. Go ahead. Well, it's kind of amazing she mentioned the AWA, for one thing, because I have a very good friend that used to do interviews with the wrestlers for the AWA. Uh, his name is Ken Resnick, and um, he's oh, still sure. one of my I, no, very, very, 
Very good. Oh, you know Ken? Uh, I no, no, I'm uh, real well, but I've met him several times. Yeah. Yeah, he, he and he's I, a great I guy. And seen him on TV, of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course, because he's a great guy. Because when uh, we had a company that ran in Arkansas called Traditional Championship Wrestling, and he was our backstage interviewer with the wrestlers, you know, and everything for TCW. So that's how I had the opportunity to get to meet Ken personally. So, um, so you said you love the heels. I don't like the heels. I can talk some pretty good smack to the heels when I have to. So who was your who was your most favorite heel that you well, loved without, to watch? Without question, uh, Nick Bockwinkle. Uh, oh, of course. And, and Bobby Bobby Heenan, of course. Oh, oh uh, yeah. And I, and I liked the whole Heenan family actually. Uh, mm-hmm. um, Black Jack Lanza and. Uh, Bobby Duncan was there at the time, Bobby or- Bob Orton Jr., um, and then uh, Baron Von Raschke and Mad Doug Bashan when they were heels. They later became faces, of course, but uh, mm-hmm. I liked I liked them best as heels. Um, and and I'm not saying I didn't like any of the faces. They 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 just weren't as interesting to me. <laughs> well, you know, I've always I've always had. Uh, Several of my independent wrestling friends that were heels, you know, they say when you're the heel, you know, you don't have to work as hard because, I mean, and I've had plenty of heels give me grief over the years. I mean, you know, at at very several independent shows that I've gone to, um, I had the opportunity to um, – I know Trevor Murdoch personally, you know, and he's done a couple seminars for one of my friends for his uh, promotion over in Oklahoma. And the first one he did, he was telling the guys, you know, how to work the crowd. And he's, and then you have that fear, God-fearing, loving woman like Granny Holkster over there, and he was talking and everything. <laughs> and and um and then he said, and he says, and then you have the smart marks, and he kind of like pointed towards me, and I thought the promoter was going to fall off the ring rope laughing, and I said, Trevor, I don't know everything. He's darling, you know more than most. And the second <laughs> one that he, the second one he did, he says, go to Granny, use her as your goal, piss her off, make her mad. And I'm like, oh, gosh, Trevor, thanks. As if they don't do that thanks enough already. You know, yeah, but, I mean, I love him I love him to pieces, but he's one of my best friends. But I had a, one of my very good wrestling buddies over in Oklahoma. He was being the heel that night, and this was about four years ago. And he comes up to me, he says, Granny, don't you have a curfew back at the nursing home? And I grabbed my keys out of my purse. I grabbed my keys out of my purse. I threw my fist up in his face and said, baby, I don't need no curfew. I got keys to the building. Good <laughs> and he ran out screaming. <laughs> well, just to give you an example, when I was uh, probably a teenager, probably about 15, 16 years old, man, I, uh, I was taking pictures with my Instamatic, and uh, I, I stepped out into the aisle to take a picture of Mad Dog Bashan coming up the aisle. And mm-hmm. he looked straight at me, and he growled at me and said, "Who said you could take my picture?" <laughs> and 
<laughs> I was scared to death, let me tell you. <laughs> I, I well, And I, I started bet. explaining, like, well, nobody, I, I'm sorry, I didn't know I couldn't. And, <laughs> and uh, I told him that story years later at one of the um, Legends reunions, and he said, well, then I did my job, didn't I? <laughs> I was yep. doing my yep. job, and, and uh, that, he, he thought that was a great story. <laughs> but well, I said at I'll the time, you, you know, there... I was scared. You scared me oh, to yeah. death. Oh, <laughs> yeah, well. There was a there was an independent show that I used to go to all the time, and this was before the man I'm married to now. We were dating at the time, and, of course, I, I was a single mom, you know, and I was a single mom for 23 and a half years. I have a son who turned 34 in January, and, and this guy, his name was Keno, big, you know, Samoan-type-looking type guy, you know, and everything. And, and he, he came out, and he says, he says, woman, what are you doing here? What's my son doing here? And who's that Who's that man you're with? You know? <laughs> I was like, oh, wait a minute. You know, kind of, he kind of startled me at first. And I said, oh, wait a minute. i got to get in character here. And I said, Kino, I said, first of all, this is not your son. This is my son. And I am not your woman. And this is my boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we were going back and forth. He says, yes, he is my son. Look at his belly. <laughs> I mean, he just, I mean, just, but <clears throat> I, and. Sounds I've like you were so many... loyal for him. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, I was. I mean, I, um, I had a tug of war match with uh, my cane with um, Angel um, that used to wrestle for ECW, you know, the kingpin, you know, Angel, you know, and he was picking on this sweet little old lady one night in the audience. I said, Angel, I said, you leave her alone. If you want to pick on somebody, you're, why don't you pick on somebody your own size? Why don't you come pick on Granny? And he, we were having a tug of war with my cane. <laughs> I mean, it just, um, oh, I, you know. I, well, it's I, always I just, interesting, you know, that's for sure. <laughs> well, and the you know, thing is, and they're always telling me to sit down and shut up before I break a hip, you know. And I'm only 58 <laughs> years old, you know. I'm 58. So, I mean, I've been a fan a long time. I mean, I love the sport. I love going to the shows. I mean, when TCW ran, they did TV tapings. And so uh, the director, um, Colonel, his name was Thomas C. Parker, and he um, always mm-hmm. made sure, because we always sit on the front row, so he always made sure I was on the very front row, right in the center chair, facing the camera. You know, yeah, after, absolutely. You know, yeah, why not? And um, the last, we're giving the them last good show... Heat. The last show that TCW did, um, it was an eight-man elimination tag team match. And, of course, Tommy Dreamer, you know, Tommy Dreamer, you know, Tommy, he likes to grab weapons and, you know, do whatever it is he does. And he was bashing Matt's head into cookie sheets and cookie pans and you name it. He was hitting Matt with it. He grabbed a trash can and threw a trash can, you know, into Matt's head and everything. Well, he and I was standing up taking pictures. He comes, and I had one of those pulled-up canes. 
he grabbed my cane right out of my hand, and they're like, oh, my God, he's got Granny Hulkster's cane. And the the other announcer's like, Granny, what do you think you're doing? This is a fans bring your own weapons match. You know? He used that cane on that. And, I mean, to this day, they still show the old reruns down in the Little Rock area on TV, and they quit running in 2013. And I still, to this day, still have people come up and Asked me, hey, aren't you, aren't you Granny? Aren't you that lady from TCW? <laughs> so I, I love it. I, I, one of my, one of my independent wrestling buddies. He lives over in Oklahoma. He told me one day on my Facebook page. He said, you know, it's funny, Granny, when you get a better pop and you're more recognizable than most professional wrestlers. <laughs> and he says, I'm giving you that as a compliment, and I. And even to this day, I still very humbly accept that compliment, you know, because so, I love doing what I do as a fan. Well, that's that's fantastic. You've got your own following, it sounds like. <laughs> you know, yeah, the I, 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 my, my original Granny shirt, which I still have, it says, what you going to do when Granny Hulkster goes crazy on you? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> that's and, great. Uh, uh, you know, the, uh, one thing, the one thing that she forgot to mention is uh, – she got the cane in Canada, so it's called a hurricana. Oh, icon! <laughs> that joke! That joke is so old. <laughs> I've never been to Canada. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, I guess uh, we'll just agree, agree to disagree about who's better, the heels or the faces. <laughs> Well, you know, it's all, it, you know, but I tell you, I, it, it's all in good fun. I mean, I, I love, I, I love, you know, I love playing with the heels because I mean, and the he, and some of the quote unquote heels are my very best friends. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Know? I always found them to be much nicer uh, outside the ring. <laughs> so, you um, know, I just yeah, consider I think them I family, you know. I told uh, this story to Icon the, uh, earlier, I think, and he mentioned if I if I had a chance to tell it on the show, it, uh, Ray Stevens and Pat Patterson were in a match, and we had had a chance to uh, take some pictures of them before the match uh, with their t- with their title belts, and uh, so uh, I and I already kind of knew Pat Patterson a little bit anyway, and uh, so he knew who I was, and he knew I had the camera, and he knew I was you know, safe to, to go near. Um, so he had, I think it was, I'm pretty sure it was Greg Gagne and Jim Brazil that they were wrestling that night. And uh, he he saw me out at ringside in the front front row ringside. And he asked me, uh, not, well, not asked me, told me in no uncertain terms, get up, get up, get up. And uh, then quick rammed Jim Brunzel's head into my seat. And I barely got out of the way in time. Oh, but my. <laughs> I, I got a great picture of him, uh, you know, just getting ready to, to, if I hadn't moved out of the way, Jim Brunzel would have come crashing into my into my lap. <laughs> Crashing into your lap, yeah. I've had that happen a few times. I've, so I've had a few wrestlers a, it, almost end up in my lap. Fun. So, oh yeah, oh yeah. I, yeah. I have I have a blast. I mean, I was at a legend show in Harrison, Arkansas, and Cowboy Bob Wharton was there, and he, you, of course, he was being the heel that night, of course, and 
And all of a sudden, he just literally stops and in the match. I mean, just stops. And he stands in the corner, and he stomps his foot, and he puts his fist on his hips. And he says, Granny, and he starts shaking his finger at me. He says, I thought we were friends. I said, we are. He says, well, then why are you booing me? I said, because you're not being a very nice boy right now, Bob. <laughs> you know, I never know. I never know what they're going to say to me. I never know what they're going to say to me. I never know what they're going to do to me. I just kind of have to go with the flow. Well, and that's got to be fun for the other fans too to watch that. Oh yeah. That go oh down. yeah. Because because then everybody they get the Granny Holster. They go Granny Holster, you know, or they'll say Granny's better. <laughs> they get the Granny chant going, and oh, they and those those guys they hate they hate that they absolutely they'll say quit saying her name, quit saying her name, and the more they say it, the louder the fans the other fans get. <laughs> Well, that that was my favorite part of being involved was just seeing the close interaction with the fans and the and the wrestlers mm-hmm. back then, and mm-hmm. just, uh, never knowing what was going to happen. It was you know different every night. So, uh, and That's depending true. on the arena or who was there, you just never knew what was going to happen. And, uh, you never it was knew. A lot of fun. That's true. A lot of fun memories. Yep. Yep. I bet. Uh, Paul Paulie is our guest here. We got. Uh, well, we're, we're going to go a little overtime tonight. we got about 11 minutes here because uh, we got a lot of questions that uh, our fans want to ask. Uh, one of the questions that's uh, being asked in the chat room now is, uh, what would you say is uh, your rarest photo of a well-known wrestler that uh, that you have that no one would know about, a picture that you have? Uh, I wouldn't say no one would know about, but I, I would say um, I have a – a very bloody picture of Ric Flair coming out of the ca- a cage match against Ronnie Garvin in Chicago. Um, he um, had just finished the match. It was a cage match, like I said, and uh, Ric Flair, uh, as usual, was bleeding, but he had the most intense look in his eyes. He came out right where I was, stared right at me, and uh, he uh, looked looked at me with, like, just these most piercing eyes and then all this bright red blood on his face. But just you could just tell still that he had won the match and he was victorious, but it was just kind of a bloody battle. And it, uh, I had a guy, a, a friend of mine who had a um, sports bar in town ask me to put that picture up in his sports bar. Uh, and uh, I actually had the opportunity to show it to Rick uh, last just last year, and he couldn't believe that, that he he sort. I said, "Do you remember this?" And, and he's like, "Where did you get that?" You know. And I told him, you know, it was Chicago, and that it was uh, I had taken it there. And I said, "You stopped right in front of me, right, to take that picture." And I, I think I was the only photographer on that side of the ring, and, it, and so I, uh, I that one I just and and being film and with flash. Um, I just happened to nail that shot, <laughs> and it's one of the ones I'm most proud of. And uh, you know, uh, I don't know if you, uh, if I can say this, but uh, if I can mention the city that you're from. Sure, Davenport, Iowa. Da- Davenport, Iowa. Uh huh. My uh, my brother-in-law is from Makokota, Iowa. Oh yeah, yeah. It's only about 45 minutes from here. 
Yep, or as uh or as he likes to tell me the uh it's an old Indian name they used to call it Makokita. Iowa. <laughs> well, the funny thing was they ran some spot shows there in the AWA days, and um, I think I heard it pronounced about ten different ways when the when Marty O'Neill or whoever uh, was uh, talking it would uh, say, "Be sure to come to Makakita, Makwakita." Uh, <laughs> it, it was just always funny to hear them say that, and uh, I think I even went to one of the spot shows up there. So you know, yeah, and. You know, and uh, you and I actually have, uh, well, you and I have a, a, a more than a, one thing in common, but we have a lot of things in common. But uh, uh, you and I actually uh, have both uh, had the honor of wearing uh, animals' uh, shoulder pads and holding a belt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a chance to do that a couple of years ago. That uh, sadly he's uh, passed now, but uh, I um, got there was a. Uh, an independent show up in Minnesota uh, for a benefit show that he showed up with, uh, to do uh, pictures and autographs and such. And uh, there were a lot of the old AWA wrestlers there. Uh, Baron was there. Greg and Jim were there. And uh, Sheik Casey was there. Uh, and uh, uh, an animal was there. So I, 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 <laughs> And it was mostly guys that were doing it, but I just couldn't resist. I, <laughs> I wanted to see what it was like, so I, I said, "Can I can I pose for a picture with those?" And and he kind of looked at me strange. I said, "No, I can do it. Honest, I'm tough." <laughs> so uh, so uh, I took it, and then uh, I did have a chance to get him to sign that picture before he passed uh, 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 last summer, but. Uh, uh, yeah, sad. I never, never would have expected him to be gone this young. So yeah, I'm, I'm really yeah. glad I did that. Now, uh, you know, uh, and uh, not to, you know, not to, uh, you know, bring up uh, sad memories and not, but uh, you know, the AWA, of course, that was uh, our territory. You know, I'm in North Dakota here. Uh, uh-huh. You know, Vergonia uh-huh. territory, right. and. Uh, right. You know, do you uh, you know because they used to run shows once uh, once a month uh, at the Fargo Civic Center uh, here, uh, right? And uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you a story about that real quick because I have a I have a Mad Dog story as well. Uh, but uh, <laughs> you know, as you're going through your pictures, uh, I'm sure you have uh, pictures of wrestlers that have uh, passed on. Uh, is there any uh, picture of wrestler that has passed that you're really proud of that uh, that you know, you're like, wow, I'm glad I got this shot, or I didn't realize I had that. Mm. Uh, so many. I mean, it does really strike me about how many are gone now. Uh, and, there, and there's some that are gone that I wish I had taken more shots of, too. But um, uh, I probably overdid on some and underdid on some of the other wrestlers. Uh, I, uh, As I said, I was... Uh, uh, a crazy, I was crazy about Nick Bockwinkel, so I I took a a lot of pictures of him, and I had a lot of uh, different pictures in different situations, different towns. So uh, those always make me a little bit sad because that he's not around anymore. Um, I I don't have very many pictures of Vern Gagne, sadly. Um, he was in his last few years of wrestling, and I really got my better camera, and I wish I had better pictures of him. Um, 
I have uh, Mad Mad Dog makes me sad when that he's gone. Um, I wish I had more of the Crusher. Um, the one the ones I really liked um, and got to know well were um, um, Lord Alfred Hayes and both of the Super Destroyers. Um, so um, and the first one being Don Jardine who left the AWA early and was replaced by, of course, the Bob Ramos, who later became Sergeant Clotter. And he and I are still good friends today. Um, but I have some pictures of both of them with um, with Lord Alfred Hayes. And so to see the one, uh, that that's those are probably two of the shots that I really treasure is uh, Alfred Hayes with Jardine with the mask on and then Alfred Hayes with uh, Remus with the mask on. Those are two of the ones that that really make me sad all the time. Uh, Joyce Polosina is our guest here. We have, uh, well, we have eight minutes of regular time, and uh, we are going to, hopefully you can hang with us for a little while longer. Uh, We're going to go over a little bit, uh, so fans will have to download the show. However long you want. (laughs) uh, So the fans will have to download the show for the exclusive content. Uh, uh, but real quick here, so our fans can hear this. If our fans wanted to check you out and see 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 what you've done in the past, uh, do you got a Facebook, an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a GoFundMe? What do you got? Uh, actually, all I have right now is just a, a Facebook page. Uh, so um, I I kind of post to other guys. Um, uh, I I help out. Uh, George Shire on some of his sites on wrestling. He's got a wrestling page on Facebook. Um, and I think you and I met through Greg Oliver's Slam Wrestling site, um, uh, I think, and uh, post some of my shots there. Um, been working with Rock Rims a lot on his uh, Flying Body Press site. So I kind of, and, and also Randy Jones has a Baron Von Raschke tribute site. So I kind of uh, alternate between a lot of those. Uh, and also Scott Teal at a uh, uh, wrestling site. So I kind of use their their shots to, or, uh, since my, my Facebook page I kind of use for my non-wrestling friends and my wrestling fans. So I, was, I try to sparingly post my wrestling shots because half of my friends don't even follow wrestling. So, so I try to um, send my wrestling shots over to somebody else's page who does it more full-time. Well, you know, and... Uh... That's you know I'm I'm kind of curious I just gotta I just gotta ask this and I'm gonna uh, tell my little uh, Mad Dog story, um, uh, and then I'll, I'm gonna ask you a few other questions about some of your other pictures. Uh, you know you uh, you're you're um, you've obviously been uh, married for a long time, but I'm just kind of curious uh, when you uh, started dating uh, and you know you told your husband that you're a big wrestling fan is he's like hey man this is awesome I got a wrestling chick or he's like Really? How? <laughs> yeah, I'll, 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 I can fill you in on that. Actually, I was, uh, we had not been married all that long. Uh, we've been uh, married eight years uh, uh, and have gone together ten years. Um, but uh, so, yeah, I kind of had, um, when I first told him, he thought it was really cool that I um, do wrestling. But And we found out that uh, he used to work at a TV studio years ago, and um, 
he was around when the wrestlers would do some of the, some of their local uh, TV interviews after the matches here, and uh, he remembers them walking around. And he didn't—he was not a wrestling fan at the time, but he's kind of become more of a wrestling fan. And he's had—he's uh, been threatened by several of my uh, wrestling friends. Uh, he's had the claw put on him by Baron von Raschke. He's had uh, his hand almost broken by Danny Hodge. And he's had uh, oh, the cobra clutch put on him by um, by um, Sergeant Slaughter, and um, he's been told that if he doesn't treat me nice, uh, they're going to come and lean on him. So, so he he thinks it's really cool now. Yeah. So he he goes and he's a photographer too. That's uh, one of the reasons we we got together. But he thinks it's cool that I like wrestling, but he's he's not into wrestling really. So, but he he lets yeah, me no. have the basement uh, for my for my collection and and, uh, <laughs> and he's very supportive. He's he's a doll really. So 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 you have the man cave, he doesn't. Correct. And it's a fan cave. Other than a man cave. There you go. And uh, <laughs> uh I I'm not I'm not gonna uh, I know what his name is, I'm not gonna reveal unless you want to, but he's got he's got a a name that would uh would be a perfect wrestling name. Uh, yeah, that's true. In fact, uh, um, his first name's Woody, and so um, there was a wrestler that uh, in the NWA that uh, used to go by Woody Wilson. Uh, I think he was a TV jobber, uh, and a lot of the wrestlers say, "How's Woody Wilson doing?" <laughs> they only call him Woody Wilson. So. Uh, but anyway, and, uh, so, uh, but one, he gets, he gets a big kick out of it. And Pardon? one other quick thing, and I, I'll have to—I got to—I'll have to send you a picture of uh, mine. But you, uh, and then we'll get back to uh, wrestling talk. But you—you you also have the world, uh, well, the second world's cutest kitty. I—I I, I think I have the world's cutest kitty. But uh, <laughs> Gracie is your kitty's name, and uh, I, I got to send you a picture of mine. And then you—you'd think that uh, your cat and my cat were sisters, you know? <laughs> yeah, she's a she's a doll as well. She. Uh, yeah, we uh, we got her about uh, six years ago. She was uh, uh, kind of uh, going to be homeless for a while, and we said, "Well, we, no, we'll take her." Uh, so she's kind of a rescue kitty, and uh, but she has really made herself at home in uh, in our hearts, especially. So, yeah, she, we adore her, and uh, uh, yeah, you think if you think I uh, spoil her, uh, Woody spoils her. Three times as much. <laughs> well, yeah, I'll tell uh, you, well, I'll... my my <laughs> husband and my husband and my son. I mean, when my husband, when David and I got together, of course, he's a been uh, he's a big wrestling fan like I am, so we had all that in common. But a year and a half ago, my son has a little dog that he got from the shelter in 2011. He's a Chihuahua mix, and he looks like a little German Shepherd. But he's got like the long nose. I think he's a Chewini, and he na- and he's got this little <laughs> mark on his head that looks like an M. So my son named him Mysterio after Ray Mysterio. And we were at a wrestling show about a year and a half ago over in Tahlequah, and one of my very good friends who I've known for years, he was being the heel that night. And the way they set up, they put these long white tables around the ring, so that's like their barrier. So if you're sitting on the front row, you're actually sitting at a table, you know, which makes it nice when you're eating your snacks from the concession stand, you know, and everything. Well, Dexter stopped in front of my son that night, and he raised his arm back, and he started hollering at my son. 
And Mysterio, of course, Anthony had him on his leash because he's like a little service dog for my son. My son has bipolar disorder. And that dog's eyes just got so big, and he jumped up on that table and just, hit Dexter. <laughs> and then we took yeah, we went to another wrestling a lot to our lives. Yeah. We we went to yeah. another wrestling show this year at at my friends. It's a married young married couple, and they do wrestling shows where they go to church at to raise money for the youth of their church, which I think is pretty cool, you know. And we had Mysterio, and he was setting his little pet stroller, and, and he saw Dexter and again. And I guess he remembered what Dexter did to my son from a year and a half ago. And he just, whoa, 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 And here's this little 15-pound dog barking at this adult man like, you know, he, like he's telling him what for. <laughs> yeah, know? that would be something. <laughs> Yeah, I, I got the kitty picture. That does look a lot like they could they could be sisters. <laughs> uh, we have uh, uh, we have uh, uh, we have uh, Joyce uh, Paulstein as our guest here. Uh, we're uh, in the overtime hour, so now we're gonna get some exclusive uh, content. Uh, <laughs> so now you mentioned you have a lot of. Uh, um, wrestling memorabilia. Uh, what would you say is uh, your most prized possession? And uh, would you also would you say is your uh, three three part question? Your most prized possession, your rarest possession, and uh, your most expensive possession. Wow. Um, let's see. I know that's a loaded question, but. <laughs> um. Probably uh, my most extensive would be uh, um, the magazines. I've got a lot of 60s and 70s uh, magazines and all the AWA programs. Uh, so that would probably be the most extensive. Um, I have um, rarest might be like a 1960s poster from England of of judo Al Hayes against uh, an opponent uh, that wow. I have framed on, the, on my wall. Yeah, I, I bought that off eBay and uh, uh, paid more than I wanted to, but it was worth it. And uh, um, let's see, most prized. Uh, I have a um, poster of Baron Von Raschke from uh, Las Vegas when they did the showboat uh, shows out there for ESPN. Uh, and uh, it, he's doing the claw on the, on the poster, and I have that one framed as well. I um, also have a uh, huge poster from the movie that's going to come out about him someday, any day now. Uh, his son, Baron's son is doing a documentary on, on his life and uh uh in order to fund it they uh they sold um promotional stuff for it and so i bought a a poster for this movie that's coming out and uh, baron signed it and uh, uh i have that one framed on my wall as well so those are probably some of the rarest ones um i also have a, a burn wrestling what is the name game of the movie? uh it's going to be called the baron 
um, I don't know if you know, the Baron did a play about his life up in for the Minnesota History Center back in 2007. Um, and then uh, they decided to turn it into uh, a movie, uh, but they needed funding for it. Uh, I can't believe Hollywood didn't want to pick that up, but uh, uh, um, his son is uh, was working on it and they finished the, the movie, but they're, um, they're trying to get... Uh, to stream it, and uh, he he put some promotional stuff out on on this to help the, the GoFundMe part of it, uh, and I uh, I purchased one of those, and and uh, so that's probably rare, very rare. It's I think one of a kind type thing. Uh, you know we've uh, we've had uh, we've had the Baron on with us. Um, have you really? Oh gosh. Yeah. Um, He's, yeah, yeah, he's uh, probably uh, my uh, number one favorite right now, uh, considering that there's only about three guys left from the AW. <laughs> right. He, well, he would no. joke that he's. I, he find, they finally got down to like, making him number one, probably. <laughs> well, you know the thing is when when we when we had him when we had him on, uh, and uh, Granny, I, be, I believe you're with us when we had him on. Uh, if you remember, I was uh, I was treading very lightly with him. <laughs> Yes, you were. <laughs> yes, you were. Uh, and, and I usually don't do that. Uh, I usually hit right for the, but it's like for him, I, I, I just couldn't. I, you know, I didn't want to overstep my bounds, you know, because my dad told me about the claw, you know, and uh, what happens <laughs> if you get a put on you, you know? <laughs> yeah. It was funny when uh, when I asked Woody, or I asked him to put the claw on Woody, uh, and Bar- I've known Baron a long time before I was married, even. And uh, so, and he's one of the ones that told Woody they better treat me right, or or you know he was going to come lean on him. And and uh, he, I said, would you put the claw on Woody? And he said, with pleasure. <laughs> so yeah. he, did, he did the whole deal where he uh, screwed up his glass, uh, Woody's glasses, and. Yeah. <laughs> And it's a great picture, so I think, uh, that's that's one of my happiest positions too. <laughs> um, you know, I, I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to sh- uh, share a little story with you about uh, Mad Dog. Uh, it was actually told uh, to me by my parents because uh, my parents, uh, you know, they used to go to the Fargo Civic uh, once a month to watch uh, the AWA, and. Uh, what happened was uh, they were, I believe it was a tag team match, and uh, um, Mad Dog got clotheslined over the guardrail and ended up in my mom's lap. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, I guess uh, apparently uh, when Mad Dog ends up in your lap, you're not supposed to try and coddle him or, uh, you know, because he gets <laughs> upset, you know. Uh, but, uh, I, I, I guess, I guess he was expecting my mom to just throw his ass back, you know, <laughs> but, uh, she's like, Oh my God, are you okay? You know? <laughs> <laughs> what? And she lived to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. As a matter of fact, uh, you know, and, uh, we've had, uh, you know, we've had, we've had a lot of the old NWA guys, you know, we've had, uh, the butcher on with us. Uh, you know, and uh, uh, Granny, you remember that as well. You were with us for that, and uh, um, I know you know a good friend of mine, uh, 
um, uh, well, uh, Joyce, I know you know a good friend of mine. Uh, his uh, he's, um, he's. <laughs> Bob Johnson. Oh yeah, sure, sure I do. Yeah, is, yeah. Uh, and, he comes uh, to all the uh, all the Waterloo uh, Hall of Fames and uh, and uh, see him out at CAC a lot too. Yeah, I've known him yeah, quite a few years. Uh, yeah, I know that he's had you know he's had some health issues and he's uh, slowly uh, getting through all those. But uh, yeah, uh, unfortunately we all we all keep getting older. I don't know how to stop that. <laughs> Well, you know, uh, we're wrestling fans, so we're we're ageless wonders. You know what they say. You know, if you're a wrestling fan, <laughs> That's you, right. you don't age. You know, uh, we're just it does like keep a good bo- we're icon. We're just like a good bottle of wine. We age gracefully. There you go. <laughs> there you well, go. Well, yeah, it's like you know, it's like I keep saying. Uh, you know, you, me, and uh, Granny, we're like bottles of wine. We age great. Uh, while the rest of us age, well the well the rest of everybody else ages like milk. Uh, <laughs> so it uh, is what know, it is. That, they say. You know, you mentioned that you were thinking of uh, doing a book. Uh, um, have you has someone approached you doing that, or is that something that you wanted that you really want to do? Because I think it would be really cool if you did that. Yeah, I I hadn't really thought about it. I bet I had thought about you know just putting uh, some of my better photos uh, over the years of the AWA in, into like a, uh, a photo book, like a coffee table book. Uh, but I uh, never really knew how to go about marketing it. And so then uh, that's when I got involved with uh, Rock Rims a little bit and uh, saw that he had done a, a book about for another photographer out in California. And he and I have had some preliminary talks at least about uh, – uh, maybe someday uh, when he gets done with all the current projects that he has, which are a lot, uh, he, that he'd come back to me and see if I'm still interested in doing an, a book on the AWA photos. And, you know, I guess I'm, where I'm at on it is not trying to make money off of it so much as I just preserve the history of it and uh, get some, some of the shots out there that people may not have seen Um you know, there's a lot of shots that people have seen in the magazines and the post shots, but these are some some uh, more candid shots or people uh, shots that uh, people wouldn't have seen from in the matches. And it just That'd also awesome. keeps uh, all the different AWA names out there. I don't think anybody's, uh, to my knowledge, nobody's done in a book of photos about the AWA over the years. And I I have photos from uh, pretty much '77 through through the end, through 89-90 of the AWA, and then have some of the shots of um, when they went, when the, the guys went to the CAC later on, so you could see what they kind of looked like uh, later on after they stopped wrestling and retired. And then, so I, I don't know, I'm kind of still trying to gauge whether there'd be enough interest to make it worthwhile. So I, I think if you'd be interested, be. That, that's the, and I've got one. That's two books right there. See. <laughs> well, you know, you mentioned uh, you mentioned preservation. Uh, how how do you preserve your photos that you have? I have all my negatives, and then I also I have from right now. I have uh, just in uh, printed out and in sleeves. I'm in the process of scanning them all. 
which takes a while. I just got a new printer that uh, is a, a fast scanner uh, of the prints uh, because I was trying to convert the negatives, which is a very tedious process of them. Um, and uh, they, they, as much as you try to take care of them, they get scratched and dusty and all that, and they, they require a lot of cleanup. So if as long as they have the prints, uh, I can scan them in and then... Uh, uh, it's amazing what some of the um, photo software can do now. It can restore faded colors, and it can, and you can uh, zoom in and crop out things that you know maybe were 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 not meant to be in the photo. So it's uh, so I, I'm real happy with it. And uh, you know the the example of some of my more favorite ones are on uh, Greg Oliver's slam site. That's uh, where I. Uh, he he asked me to pick out 14 or 15 of my favorite shots just to put up there for a sample. So there's things like that. Um, and uh, I think just the novelty of photos that pe- people maybe haven't seen before. You know, and what, what I was going to ask is, uh, you know, uh, and I don't know if it's something that you want to do because, uh, you know, you have, uh, you know, you have, you know, what you want to do with the photos, but did you ever think of like doing like legacy box where you can put all the pictures in one thing and they put them on a, a flash drive or they can put them on video or uh CD or DVD. Do you ever think of doing that? That way. Yeah. I've thought about doing that. And we have a local place here that will do it too. I just didn't want to be without the photos for that. Like the time. I don't know. I, you know, a little leery of, uh, when that's my only source, and I know Legacy Box promises they take good care of everything, and uh, I, but I, you know, just a little leery of sending it away and having that be my only copy. Uh, so, um, but yeah, I, um, it, this is working out real well. So I, I am, uh, I am eventually going to have them all scanned in, and then, uh, and then it's just a matter of uh, narrowing it down. Uh, Rock and I talked about narrowing it down to like. Uh, around 200 shots or so. Um, and, you know, it's trying to, what I think is interesting and what uh, other fans might think is interesting is probably two different things. So I'm I'm just trying to do a wider range of here's some of the stars, here are some of my better shots. Uh, especially like if it's, you know, I have, I have shots of Hulk Hogan when he first came into the AWA and first started wrestling. Um, have shots of uh, Dizzy and Boulder, who went on to be Brutus B. Case. Uh, have shots of uh, the, the Rockers, Kurt Hennig. So I don't know if people are interested in what they looked like when they first started their career. Uh, uh, and uh, I'd be able to show some of those. Um, I, of course, would want to show some of the champions over the years, uh, Rick Martell, Nick Brockwinkle, uh, um, even uh, even Otto Vance and uh, and uh, um, it's uh, escaping me right uh, the Japanese uh, champion. Uh, yeah. So, um, but it, anyway, uh, and I've got Larry Zabisco and Kurt Hennig, and uh, so. Um, I think I'd have easily can find 200 photos that that would scan the, the career. Just trying to think of how, the best way to present them, and so so it may come it may come to that. My ego may get the best of me, and I may want to do it. <laughs> uh, now with 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 that, you know, and I think that 
I think I think it would be awesome that uh, uh, people would uh, would definitely want to would would want to see that stuff. You know, because you know that stuff just you know isn't available anymore. You know, right? And right. Uh, you know, and uh, you know, you mentioned that you're you're doing what you can to preserve it because you know those are memories that you know if they get damaged or whatever, um, you know, it, it's stuff that you can't get back. You know, and right. it's uh, you know it, it is it, it's history. I mean, you you you, you might put po- uh, you know have a photo out there that someone's looking for. You know, and you know you mentioned you know you're not into it for for the money, but uh, you know there might be a photo that someone would uh, like want to pay like big bucks for just to have it in their collection because you know you have it. You know, um, sure. Yeah, I mean, and that's that, kind of the way I've treated cool, it so far is I, I don't normally uh, sell single photos, but if somebody begs and says, oh, i got to have that photo, well, you know, I usually can work out a deal with them. But uh, And it would probably be that same way. Uh, but, yeah, it's it. I know uh, I know the uh, the way it works now is it just seems like fans don't take, aren't able to take photos anymore, you know, of their own. Yeah, you, you have to buy whatever the promotion wants to sell you, you know, and uh, uh, it's all the glossy here, it's all presented and everything. And the, the candid photo or the shot that you could get on your own, those don't exist anymore. So I, it's just kind of showing that how the old era used to be. And I think there is a lot of interest in that right now. You know, and, uh, you know, the AWA is, you know, it's, it's a staple and, you know, you know, he started out the AWA and eventually became, you know, Jim Crockett promotions, then became WCW and then, you know, and then into the WWE, uh, you know, and those are times in wrestling that'll never come again. And, you know, that's why I wanted, that's why I, I I appreciate you coming on the show. We we only got about five minutes left uh, uh, before they cut us off completely, but that's why uh, I'm glad that you agreed to come on the show because you're, you know, whether you believe it or not, or whether you think you are or not, you, you are a part of wrestling history and you are a wrestling historian with all the pictures that you have. And my question to you and my offer to you is if you decide to put out a book and if you want to put out a book and you need to do like a GoFundMe campaign or whatever it is to get the ball rolling, we want you to come back on our show. We'll give you all the time you need. We'll get you money so we can, uh, so you can put out that, uh, that book and uh, uh, show people uh, the forgotten era of wrestling. And you, you know, you hold the key to that. And I think it's, uh, you know, awesome if uh, that would uh, transpire eventually, you know. Well, that's very generous. So I definitely will let you guys know uh, if I get closer to, to doing this. So, uh, yeah, I appreciate your, your help in uh, in, in the, um, generating the interest in it and letting me know how how it goes because, uh, you know, that's, that's the thing uh, – you guys are really seeing both sides of this. You're you're doing the the current uh, reviews of what's going on in wrestling today, and then comparing it to the old days. And that's that's a lost art, really, to to get out there and and look at how is it 
how is it different than it used to be, and uh, is it better or worse? And that's all in people's eyes. So uh, I think you guys are doing a great service out there. So keep up the good work. And uh, we, you know, we do appreciate you taking time on your schedule to be with us. And uh, we, uh, and oh, by the way, I did, I did appreciate the stuff that you were able to send me. Uh, and uh, you know, we have the contest going on that. Uh, uh, anybody that's uh, downloads this, uh, I'm going to throw a little extra thing in. Uh, you did send us some uh, cool autographs. Uh, whoever likes our page, uh, and they're only going to own this because they have to download the rest of the show, but whoever likes our page from now, uh, from the end of the show, uh, to the end of, uh, end of next week's show, if they can let me know exactly the time that you were on uh, uh, from the exact minute to the exact second, we'll get an extra bonus. So <laughs> Sounds good. It sounds good. Awesome. Well, well, I'll tell yep, you what, we, uh, well I really appreciate I, uh, the chance to reminisce with you. It's, it's been fun. So all right. I, hope, I, uh, I apologize I'll, for I'll keep, keeping you over the – over the 30 minutes, I promise, but uh, oh, I do all right. appreciate you I'll taking have to time sleep late in the morning. <laughs> and, and, and we love you, and uh, we will definitely have you on again. Well, thanks a lot, thanks and uh, wish you all the best. Take care. All right. All right. All right, everybody. All right. Uh, have a good we're night. Wrap up. Yeah, we're going to wrap up the show here. Uh, so, uh, everybody, go out to our, uh, our page uh, on Facebook, Off the Ropes, like our page. Uh, we'll get you entered in the drawing and uh, uh, check out uh, Off the Ropes uh, uh, Saturday morning uh, so you get the content to find out who will be on next week. we got a blockbuster show next week. Uh, we're not going anywhere, uh, and I'm proud to say that uh, we are now booked solid in guests from now until the beginning of 2023. So how many wrestling podcasts can say that? None. So uh, keep keep with us. We'll keep entertaining you. Randy's not going anywhere. The icon's not going anywhere. Hopefully someday uh, Big Swing can come through the door. Uh, he won't be so busy. But uh, everybody check us out next week. We love you, and uh, we're going to sign off for now. Thanks, Granny. We'll talk to you next week. Have a great night, everybody. <laughs>